Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hive Mind Recap Podcast. June 2022 is in the books, and what the fuck? What the fuck is a great way to put it, bro? <laughs> just, just crawling from the gravestone that fucking June left me in. Only to crawl back into it with fucking July. We only had four Fridays in June. I'll have you know. That's ridiculous. It feels like four. five. It feels like seven Fridays, bro. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> We're going to have five Fridays in July. I think yeah. July's just no. going to be a little bit worse. July, no. July might actually be worse, to be fair. Don't but... say it. <laughs> what June the... has done is it has forced us to enact the two-part podcast for the second time ever. Oh, man. So September 2021 was fucked, so we had to split it into two parts, singles and then EPs and albums. June 2022 has forced us to do the same thing. So part one tonight, we are discussing all of the singles of the month, but that doesn't mean that we get to discuss more singles than we usually do. Um, and then part two will be coming out eventually TM where we will discuss the absurd amount of EPs and albums that we got this month. And I think overall, it's fair to say June, probably the strongest release month of the year. Uh, if not like... Uh... Okay, so, uh, no, so yes, like, yes, I'm with Jacob in, here. In quantity, yes. I don't know. I think uh, retroactively, like looking back on it, maybe right now, I think I don't want to. I don't want to say anything because recency bias, you know. Yeah. And I'm funny. also looking at these albums, and I'm like, mm, <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> That's you'll find out in part two. What we thought in the albums. Definitely go listen to part two once it's out and after you're done listening to this episode, because I'm sure there will be a lot of fun discussions of the albums. Uh, Splitting them into two episodes does kind of work out because it gives us more time to go in more detail instead of having to rush through some of the discussions sometimes. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, By the way, since we're since we're uh, ha- having some time for discussion, I want to open up the starting here by saying, Jake, I have a bone to pick with you. What? Oh, the fuck is your rating system? This is something that's been on my mind for since I've known you. Your rating system is so fucked. What do you mean? You want to talk about it on the podcast? Yo, there's beef already. Like, what yo, we got high mind beef. Two minutes in, bro. <laughs> I've literally had this for three months He's that I wanted to talk about. What? He's been letting it Wait, simmer. What's, what's, what's the issue ass. here? What's the issue? Dragon. Dragon. You've got banger and slaps, but out of one out of ten, I don't know which one's better. <laughs> And then I don't know where fine fits on a one through ten. I don't you even know, think it's on that fucking scale. You know what I, you know what I noticed? Jake always says is solid. Yeah. Solid, yeah so where's yeah. where's yeah. where's fine, solid, slaps, and banger on a scale of one to ten? <laughs> solid. Anything that's solid is at least like a seven out of ten. All right. Good. We're on the same page. Next. Then, uh, fine is like borderline seven out of ten to like below seven out of ten. A one to seven what? is all fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, generally, anything we're discussing on here is gonna, like, I don't know. For the most part, anything we discuss on here is, like, at least, like, a five out of ten. Alright, so I'm gonna challenge that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a song, and you're gonna tell me one out of ten, using your rating scale, what it is. Um... Fuck, I didn't prepare for this. Give me one. <laughs> I'm gonna give you a song. And You've been like, waiting on this for three shit, months and you couldn't prepare? <laughs> no, he said, Shut he, said, up. He, said, he said the anger was simmering for three months. He didn't have to prep, bro. He just needed to get mad. Okay. All right, fine. Um, fucking Clarity by Caskets. It's good. 
Okay, what is good? <laughs> good was an option. <laughs> <laughs> what is good? I'll give that. Yeah, I'll give that song like. I mean, it's one of the more forgettable songs on that album, but I'll still give it like a seven out of ten because it's caskets. Okay, so uh, it's solid. It, yeah. <laughs> okay. It's, it's good. It's solid. <laughs> All right. So my oh, ranking my. system makes no sense. Okay. Here's my second one. Push me to the edge by solids. Push me to the edge by solids. Oh, that's oh. that's that's some garbage. That's like no, no, no. introduce a new going, metric, if guys. Your, if we're going to your rating scale, Wait, anything garbage, one out of seven, fine. <laughs> so it has to be fine, right? I thought one and to seven garbage, was fine, bro. Garbage, okay, garbage is anything one to four. <laughs> okay, so fine is five to seven. Yeah. All right, so Solon's coming in with a hot garbage. Yeah, hot garbage. The uh, but we're gonna we're gonna give that push Wait, me to the is edge. There a like between a th- garbage and hot garbage. Ooh, true. One to two, hot garbage. Three to four, garbage. <laughs> I cold garbage. To the hellfire is hot garbage. Um... Oh no. <laughs> sorry, All right, no, I got beef. Conversation again. <laughs> you don't. I don't know. It's just suddenly a fun t- conversation. Bro, is why was the best release day of this year a freaking Wednesday? <laughs> Yo, <for Right>? <laughs> I think it was the twenty fourth, right? That was the something yeah, like that. And that yeah. day was fucking nuts. That was that was what? my first day of vacation, which is why we had to delay this episode a month. And like six or uh, yeah, wait a month. <laughs> <laughs> that Wednesday was fucking nuts. Bro, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm circling back to Justin, you know what this is? He's like a fucking Pokemon using Bide, and instead of getting hit, every fine that Jacob said, he's like building up a little bit more. Finally, three months later, he had to unleash, he's had enough. Not expect the Pokemon I reference to the start of this only, podcast. Justin's only getting one or two It's Fines from me this month. Oh, interesting. It's fine. He's gonna, he's gonna all... get two It's Fines and four Hot Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, J- Justin, I'm, I'm you did pretty good this confident. month. Did, did I? You did pretty good this month. Hell yeah. So Justin did pretty good this month, yeah. You know, Jarek, you brought up Pokemon, and I was playing, like, Pokemon Hurdle earlier, and I, oh, yeah. I was thinking, like, Hurdle, but with, like, our music would be, like, and, like, us, like, recording and reacting to it would that be would amazing. Be good. That would be so good. I like that. We'll, so have good. To, we'll have to lab that one out. We need we're to gonna, make it for us. We're going to hit the lab. <laughs> we're going to outsource it. We're going to hit the lab. We're going to give up after 30 seconds. We're going to outsource it. <laughs> Anybody who knows how to use Hurdle, <laughs> hear our cry. I've, I've got a good comparison for my... Uh my descriptions of how good a song is if i say it's a banger it's like probably a song that i think will make my top 100 end of year in like okay. the auto-generated spotify playlist like anything yeah, that i yeah, say yeah. is a banger is like i have listened to it enough times to be in contention for that auto-generated playlist oh you but you That's say that sometimes when the stunts are recent does that mean uh, yup, yup, yup. He's there. locked it in. I can't, I can't process this anymore. Jake, please, Justin's please show our socials down. before I break down. Well, I was gonna say, bro, he's falling apart. <laughs> uh, I'm Jacob, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you want to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on social media at Hive Mind Radio underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on Spotify, Hive Mind Radio Recap. Um. I made a new Spotify account for all of our monthly playlists, so if you want to go find the Hive Mind Radio actual Spotify account, uh, you can find the monthly playlists for all of 2022 on there. 
and all the previous years I will convert eventually when I'm not feeling lazy. And, we also uh, recently did a uh, Hive Mind Essentials playlist using that, so you can check out all the songs that we've kind of added that kind of identify each one of us. It's not ordered in the way you see on screen, but it's more or less just kind of what we we vibe with and what kind of got us into this music. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. If you want to hear the songs that define each of our four music tastes and have led us to this moment in time of doing this a music podcast together, right here. check out the Hive Mind Essentials playlist. It's pretty good. You go, you go from... You go from what is pretty good? Wait, hang on. What is, Dude. What is pretty good? <laughs> Jake, I'm so sorry, but I'm not sorry at the same time. This is great. Every time Jake busts out a new adjective, we're going to have to ask him to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. Somebody better be writing this down, though. 6.3. Pretty good. (laughs) Yeah, man. It's funny because, like, the numbers that I give albums on my dock are basically just as fucked as, like, the random adjectives that I describe songs. It's like, yeah, this album feels like a 7.1 out of 10. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I had to do it this year to get mine straight and I actually made a fucking legend on my dock for like <laughs> 1 through 10. Like, hold on. Is I, I, is? I've seen some people do, um, because I think Derek, I think at one point you did like a, uh, like number for like instrumental singles and all that. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Add them yeah. together and take it out. Or do you still do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it, that's I probably expand, the best way to do it. I expand categories every year. So this year, first year is out of fifty. Last year's out of sixty. This year it's out of seventy. And I've tried to like actively define it because I had I had the same thing as Jake, where like seven was solid and anything that I was just like eh, and indifferent on, it would never visit again. I was like, yeah, this is looking like a seven, and then all of mine ended up being at like forty nine plus points. So yeah, most of my albums fall in like the seven to eight range for like point somewhere between like a seven point oh and a seven point nine. Most of that after range. after like defining my scale, I've got some shit in like the thirty out of seventy range, which is sitting at like a solid four. So <laughs> see, we're, all we're good. halfway through we're halfway through the year, so I feel safe in saying this. Um, I've not been keeping track of any of the songs or albums I've been listening to, so my last month is just probably gonna be me revisiting shit and hating my life. And that's, too, why Justin, made, too. and that's why I made a doc starting in 2020, so I don't have to go through that anymore. Yep, I've I've actually started making one monthly at this point because it's a lot. E- a, I like going back and saying like, oh, in February, these are my top 10 songs of the year, type of thing. But also, too, it makes it a lot easier to actively adjust it and go back and look at anything and see if I missed it. So I think my top 10 at the end of the year this year is going to be very easy. Counter argument: What if by halfway through the year, I don't even have a top five EPs of the year because anything beyond the top four is just like I've listened to them once? Uh, I would say there are some that I've listened to that you need to listen to, but you probably wouldn't like them. So never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's my problem with like wanting to update it periodically throughout the year. It's like. I'm, we are more than halfway through the year, and it's like, I, I, an EP that would be my number five of the year right now is probably not even cracking my top 15 of last year. You know, it's really weird, actually, that it's like that. this year. Yeah, I don't know, I feel like 2020 EPs, meh, I mean, there were a couple good ones. Yeah. Last year, like so 20 good billion EPs. good EPs. Yeah. This year, eh. Like, I'm happy with, like, the top 10 I have right now, but they're nowhere near, well, I don't know about that, maybe my top three. But besides that, none of them are even close to the stuff from last year. Shout out Convictions. <laughs> Alright, I think we've dabbled on long enough. 
Shall we get no, started? We're dabble one more time. Okay. Oh, we're dabbling again. Redabble, redabble. Has anybody seen any? Has anybody gone to any shows? We have some shows. No, I I was gonna go to the Star Set Red one, but um, had things happen, so I wasn't able to. Yes. Imagine a show being in Boston on your birthday that you really wanted to go see and you couldn't go because you were on vacation. Haha, <laughs> definitely not. At least you get shows now. I think everything is just Fair. avoiding Virginia for the next hey, four months. Hey, but I saw a show this month, Justin. That's what you got to understand. I saw Stand Atlantic and with confidence. Oh, that's right. I forget. That you them. show was so good. I was supposed to just go with my friend who also listens to them, and we ended up picking up four random people, like our friends who had never listened to any of their music before, and just dragging them along to the concert. And I DD'd, but they all got really drunk, and by the end of it, they were big Stand Atlantic fans, so... <laughs> you know, we oh, stay vibing. It was so good, though. They were both so good live, and the energy from Stand Atlantic was phenomenal. You missed I mean, Census, just... though, right? I did miss Census. I did. So I did. Cool. Ghost like I didn't go ghost like Danny <laughs> Phantom that night. Yeah, I fucked up. I fumbled the bag on that one. I owe census one concert viewing. Shit, we didn't even we got there as with confidence was coming on. I missed census and then some. Jake, what about to, you? I went to three shows. <laughs> Shit, my guy got all of them though. He's making up for the rest of us. Yeah. I am, I am. But um First one was uh, Crown of the Empire, Drugs, and The Word Alive. And Not Until, until I until Wake. I, not Until I Wake. Actually, all the shows had a, a band missing, which is funny. Um, that was great. Uh, I think The Fallout is still my favorite album by Crown of the Empire. And, Good pick. Um, it was also interesting because The Word Alive, uh, their guitarists couldn't cross the border. So they were like a three-piece when they played huh which was it i don't know it kind of it kind of st- sucked that uh telly was attached to an instrument so he couldn't like use his stage presence as much so yeah but at the same time it's like i really gained appreciation for the new song wonderland oh my god <laughs> hmm. hmm might have to go revisit the I I think it, yeah, it's one of their best songs. I'd say oh, after shit. hearing it live. Yeah, I'm sure um, live that song was good. I thought it was good when it came out, but I um I haven't gone back to it. The second show I saw was Memphis Mayfire from Ashes to New, and the one Rain show I, I would have like dropped everything to go to, and they didn't come to Virginia. I, that's and that the one I was, should have gone to, but didn't. Pain. That was that was a little crazy. The the venue was full. It was a it's a tiny ass venue. So well, I bet. <laughs> um, I really thought it was really funny that Memphis did not play Misery when it's called the Remaiden Misery tour. I thought that was a little interesting, but yeah. And they didn't play anything great. off of Broken, right? No. No, that's, that's a good choice. They they played the old me when they opened for Dance Gavin Dance, and that was it. They were avoiding that album like the plague, and I can't blame them. That shit was ass. <laughs> and then the last show I saw was Starset, Oni, and Divide the Fall. No red. Divide the Fall. I'm a new fan. Perfect. Saw yeah, them. Let's go. 
I should have listened to Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone needs to. Everyone needs to. Everyone needs to listen to Justin. For $5 a month, you too can listen to Justin. I think that was my favorite show out of the three. Because I've, I've made a, a few friends there. As like, all oh, three yeah. of them, I went to the show alone. Like, no... No, no, none of my friends could come with me, so I just went all to all to the, sh- the shows by myself. And uh, Star Set Man, <laughs> I've been I've been waiting, like I've been listening to them since their first album, and this is the first time I've been able to see them. They are incredible. Like they got a a violin, a cello. Um, they dress up as like astronauts that's oh it's so great every every little detail is just amazing oh, now I we can talk that. about the the releases this month <laughs> i want to i want to experience a concert like that someday i feel like that's really really cool i'm jealous i wish i liked stars at more oh like i'm not even kidding when i t- say like every member of the band was playing at least like three different instruments that night yeah. it was insane is there a remember like, like star sets come to connecticut twice since i've like been listening to them and i haven't gone to see them and do, do you think like as someone that's like not fully convinced of star set but, like i think they have a couple of good songs i i don't do, think do it's more so about like... the songs the the show is an experience yeah, from that, what that's, that's what i'm thinking that's what i'm thinking so it, it's more so about the experience kind of the atmosphere less about the songs i'll keep that in yeah. mind the next time they come around go go see it is it is yeah that was, that was definitely my favorite show of the three and that was the one i was expecting to like the least which is the funny thing mm. Testament to Star Set. Yeah. Yep. Shall we actually get started then? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> nearly That's 20 minutes. So this many is by far our longest intro. We, we can do it because it's the singles episode. True. True. Hey, do not let that mindset go to your head, folks. We do not want to be here for three hours. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Derek, I think you should take this away to begin with. Perfect. Barry Tomorrow are back. With their newest single, Life, Paradise Denied. The second single off of an upcoming album, I can't remember if there's a release date on that. I don't think there is. It'll probably get announced with the next single. The second uh, single with their new vocalist, and I think that between these two singles, Barry Tomorrow sound better than they ever have. Um, just between, I mean, it's their old vocalist was like arguably one of, objectively one of the better singers in the scene. But for me, this kind of more, I don't want to say generic, but it's reined in without sounding too epic, you know, um, with the new vocals and just the crisp clean production sounds so much better for this band than i feel like their old material did this is a sound for me that i can really get behind even if it's maybe a little like it, if they had the old singer in production on this like heavy side of barry tomorrow i wouldn't be as into it but the way that this sounds is unreal it's like every guitar note just injects itself into my brain it hits so hard 
This, and even if there's oh sorry go ahead no, no no i was gonna say this really reminds me of parkway drive Ooh, yes but if parkway drive were good <laughs> <laughs> me not being um, a fan of either bands hmm yes okay i know this riff goes crazy and the fact that like there's no i, I mean i guess there's kind that. of a breakdown but there the, we get a riff down instead i love a good riff down when the riff is good and this one's excellent I, yeah, I, I think that Barry Tomorrow has gone from a band for me where it's like, I like a couple songs off of each album, but I'm not super invested to, I am actively excited for every new Barry Tomorrow release because all of these songs are just, it, these two singles are incredible. And I'm so excited to see what this album has in store. I need it like yesterday. I am more convinced by both of these two singles than I have been by the handful of other songs I've heard from them in the past. Their new Queen's vocalist is doing numbers for me, even though I still don't really like their unclean vocalist. Um, song riffs. I don't love it, but trending upwards. I will take trending upwards. We're going to get you one song off of this album, Jake. That's my goal. At like least if, one. If I get like one or two songs off of a Barry Tomorrow album, like I'm fine with that. That's fine by me we'll make it happen honestly if the rest of the songs are as good as this uh we might be talking Barry tomorrow album of the year like i'm just gonna be i'm putting that one out there i can't believe i'm saying that in the year of our lord 2022 but by god these two songs are so good i'm so excited for new material i need it i need it now justin did you happen to like this song I didn't get a chance to get to it. It's okay, Justin. You won't like this song. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. A song... Will Justin like this next song? That's what I was about to say. A song that Justin might like is a new song from Mokita titled, titled Crash featuring Charlotte Sands. talked about charlotte sands on the podcast before i don't no, know i feel i feel like we should have, i feel like we should have yeah but i don't know if we have we talk about her in the discord a decent amount yeah. i don't know i don't know this could be the first charlotte sands mention although did she have a feature on that under oath album was that only after i don't remember i, I think uh, it was I think after, after. I okay after. okay well i guess this is the debut for charlotte sands then that was the day which is a, which is a little crazy to say, given that like you introduced me to Charlotte Sands at some point last summer. Yeah, yeah it was after. So. It was after. And we we talk about her a decent yeah. amount. <laughs> case, it feels wrong. This like is of the first all time. of all like the solo female artists that you've gotten me into, like Charlotte Sands is like one of the first ones you got me into starting last summer, and one of the ones that I like the most. And uh, her feature here is pretty good. She does. This is a really, really good feature. Um, Mokita, an artist that I've been listening to maybe for about a year now, one of my other friends showed him to me with their song Colorblind. Um, I believe you said he kind of sounds like Rory Rodriguez, Jacob. Me? When, yeah. Mokita, the Colorblind is in the uh, Garden playlist or whatever. I'm pretty sure. Or the one that I I'll sent to, you. I'll have to take a look again. Um, but anyway, this song is... Um, about a relationship that kind of drifts in and out in the sense that like the breakup comes out of nowhere and then they both get back together 
saying, oh, it's going to be different this time, and then it's not, and they keep doing that on repeat, and they recognize it as toxic, but they're kind of stuck in that cycle or whatever. And I don't know. I always, I always like songs like this where the lyrics are very melancholy, but the beat is very, like, vibey or maybe even, like, upbeat to an extent because it it's such a nice, like, juxtaposition between the two. Yeah. Um, full disclosure, the first night that this song came out, I listened to it, like, 40 times just because I feel like the replayability on it is so insane. Numbers. <laughs> Wait till we get to us. Yeah, facts. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I just think the replayability on this is incredible. It's just, it's, it's a vibe. Despite the lyrics and the subject matter, it's a vibe, and definitely one that, like, oh, you're just you're studying, you're doing something for school or work or whatever. You just need something to put on in the background. This is it, and it holds up just as well as a song in a playlist. I think. Um, I wish that these two would like. It's kind of like how I feel about Roy Rodriguez and uh, Seneca, that I wish they would just like create a, a project together and make an album because <laughs> I feel like it would be the easiest top 10 lock of all time. I love these two together. I wouldn't have expected this collab in a million years, but I think it works really, really well. I just wish that this song built up a little bit more. It stays mm. that same level of like calm vibey, and I liked it for yeah. like, the first two, but I wish for the last chorus it kind of yeah went up a notch because I feel like that's what would get it on repeat for me. Because otherwise, mm. like, this is out of my normal realm of, like, the type of music I listen to. The Charlotte yeah. Sands feature has me intrigued. But I feel like to really pull me in, I needed a little bit more energy. Mm. And that's kind of what's lacking on making me replay it. But it's still a really solid song. Yeah, I agree with Jake there. I, um, I like this song, actually. But um, in terms of, like, recency songs, um, she did a song with Aaron Gillespie earlier in the year. That was pretty good. And... And in my opinion, it's better than Crash because Crash doesn't do that like build up that Jake was talking about. But Crash is still good. Well, Derek, I don't know what these guys are talking about. This is this slapped. <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> I got one. I got one. I've been slowly, I've been reeling no, Jacob in over dude, the past I, six months. I know you said this before, but I feel like I am slowly turning into Derek. <laughs> Just started um, having strokes just <laughs> randomly. Yep. Be careful, yep. Jacob. You don't want to go too far. <laughs> That's nice. Oh, no. No, I'm glad you like it, bro. I, I really do. I enjoy this a lot. I wish, like I said, I wish these two would put up more together. But that's, that is the one thing, the one complaint I have about artists like this, like uh, Mokita, where it feels like you get an EP or like a bunch of single drops throughout the year with like different features. And I'm like, okay. Where's the album? And then the album never comes. And it's just like, what are you like? Please, please. Or even like something like Hot Milk, where they drop a bunch of EPs. I need an album. Give me the album. But Jake, how about you tell us about this next one? Somewhat following in Derek's footsteps here. Uh, Maggie Lindemann dropped a brand new song, Break Me, featuring Sick Brain. Break me Two artists that I'm not very familiar with, but this song popped up in my uh, YouTube recommended. And I don't know, there's something about the full lowercase exclamation point that leads me to believe there's going to be some level of angst and grungy swagger. <laughs> and I was not disappointed. Yo, Jake. Wh where does grungy swagger slip, sit? <laughs> Jacob, this, this Jacob is showing slaps. solidarity with everybody tonight, bro. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, this is this caught me off guard with how good it was. I wasn't sure if it was something that like I just liked the first few times, but I kept going back to this consistently throughout the month. Uh, just the way this song builds and then the drop is just sick. Um, th- I, really, there's just a level of like dark energy to this song that I have really gravitated towards. And I think uh, particularly at the end, after the final chorus, where there's like a bit of like atmosphere that builds, it's just, this is just a really cool song. Um, I checked out some of Maggie's other stuff and there's a, she put out a song with Kellen Quinn earlier this year. Um, Mm. And it was kind of more just generic pop punk, nothing like this. So I don't know what to expect. Uh, Supposedly debut album Sucker Punch coming out later this year. Oh, um, shit. And I'm intrigued. This song has me very intrigued. I will say this, it feels, it's, it's, well, it, wow, there it is. There it is, folks. We got it, we got <laughs> wow. we got that it in. Um, that despite feeling very fresh to me, this almost feels nostalgic in a way. It reminds me a lot of, like, Monster Cat Trap from, like, 2015 mm. and 16. Like Razahel, Aerochord, like it like mixes this, those elements into like a modern pop rock sound kind of. Yeah, there's this one specific song that everybody used for their intros in like 2014 that some of the like samples from this remind me of. I'll have to go find it, but no, it's very nostalgic for me in that regard. I really like this song a lot. I remember you showed it to me. Um, I think towards the start of the month, and yeah, just incredibly solid. I love when something that feels I guess reminiscent of those older days gets made into something so fresh and new mm-hmm. and breathes a fresh life in the genre. I feel like I love this. It's great. Yeah. Just solid, solid stuff. Seven out of 10. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll drop it a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, perfect. All oh, right. What's, that? what's the name for that rating? Uh, solid stuff. <laughs> it's a step up from solid. 7.5 out of 10 is like, probably not top 100 song of the year but like borderline like probably just below it <laughs> we've got distinctions between the numbers folks write this down <laughs> there'll be a test I'm on this I'm tomorrow i think the, the distinctions to change throughout the podcast <laughs> oh yeah they probably will i'll be like wait if you said this was a 7.5 like, well i don't know and that's when we get the one in between 7 and 7.5 <laughs> 7.36 <laughs> All right, Jacob, take us away on this next one. All right, let me take you on an emotional journey. Yes. With The Devil Wears Prada and their new single, Salt. This is the best The Devil Wears Prada song. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. I am this going is definitely that the far. best single. Yes. Okay. Yes. I I'll give that one. I listened to this song too. earlier today, expecting more of the same from the Devil Wears Prada. This band has never worked out for me. Just can't get into those harsh vocals. Until now. Let's Until go. now. Whoa. We gotta hear this. The harsh backing vocals over the Queen singing is so good on this song. It's like <sighs> I. It, like actually can we just like instead of having this band be metalcore just like use those harsh dude, vocals entirely dude, just as backing vocals please dude dude okay i'm turning into everybody in the hive mind 
The hive mind isn't affected. It's, it's in strong effects today. Well, Chemical is this my is the first time we're all in agreement, then. Wait. Because. Justin? Hold yeah. on one sec, Jacob. I'm sorry. I know you're trying to say something. Justin, you like this song too? Top five of the month. Let's go! <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't believe if you would have told me last month that all of us would love the Devil Wears Prada song, I'd have looked at you funny. Why the fuck did they say this is about? the single for now and not play it before I saw them live back in April? Damn it. <laughs> I would have loved to hear this live uh, when they opened for Beartooth back in April. All right, Jacob. I feel like we're all just stunned. Yeah, we've all sat and said, I mean, it's very you already mentioned I've what I was going to say. You know, the, happy. <laughs> the, the, the backing vocals are really good. The, the cleans, which I'm I'm not a Devil Wars Prada listener, so I don't know how frequent they are in like songs, but it works really well in this song. Every time this band does this, where it's a song that Jeremy leads, it always slaps. <laughs> I think they should do it more often. I think they should, they should do it Every time, like yup, like, I, I I would be chemical. If, if there was an album full of this, okay, I didn't love Chemical, but oh. I, I, just, I am a... he just quashed his happiness. <laughs> there was there was pain in that song, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I have the same problem with another band that we're going to be talking about later on this oh. episode, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's something that I just want to see more played around with because it's. It's not something that's used often, but some people can definitely see it as like pa pandering for the sake of pandering. But I, I think it, if done right, songs like this can really stand out amongst a crowd of some would say mediocrity. I'm gonna some read say... my favorite lyric from this song. Do it. It is watch the grass blow in the wind for the hell of it. I don't know why I like it so much. It's Just because it's so random. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Um, I think between this and Watchtower, I'm probably interested in listening to a Devil Wears Prada album for the first time ever. Yep. Uh, I shouldn't say for the first time ever. I, Jacob? No, yeah. Oh, hold uh, on. Can we talk about that, that noise you just made, guys? It went in one ear, out the other. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, I trust you. No, the act, the act was probably, it was the first full Devil Wears Prada album I listened to, and that one had me intrigued. I listened to it, haven't gone back to it. I think this might be the one, guys. I like Zombie 2 enough, and I've been really intrigued by Sacrifice, Watchtower, and Salt. Get me in there. I don't I, know if they'll I make top 10. I didn't care for the Zombie but... 2 EP, but between Watchtower and Salt, you, you've got a little Jake interested. Also, can we talk about how good this fucking art is for this release, by the way? Yes! <laughs> it's so, like, I guess it's technically kind of simple in terms of, like, color scheme, but it's just so good. Yeah. It's it's haunting. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of, like, I could see it being animated the same way that, that uh, the Of Mice and Men videos were, with, like, the black lines and everything constantly moving. Yeah. I feel like that would fit this really well. Justin, can you tell us about this next banger real quick? Uh, sure can. We got a band from the UK. First time we're talking about them on the podcast. October ends with their single Playtime. Also recently this... signed to UNFD. 
Yeah, and that's a pretty that's that. a that's a good sign of approval. If you're signed to UNFD, you're probably at least somewhat good. And I would agree, this band is somewhat good. I would say this is really good. Yeah, um, this song, I, I forget where I saw. It. I think it popped into my Discover Weekly, um, and I listened to it, and I really liked the chorus. The, the the chorus stands out to me much more in the song. You know, you, you get the kind of standard rap vocals that some bands do, like from Ashes to New, um, Never Tell, some other bands. Um, but I, I feel like this band is really heavily defined by the choruses, and it kind of reminds me of a um, Envy by Angels chorus with like a really high energy instrumentation and um, vocals that kind of um match that energy i went back and listened to their song devil's den which has very similar energy and i can't tell which one's better and that that's only like a two year apart like two or three year difference and um they had an album in 2020 i don't know if this is attached to anything i think it's just literally to announce them being signed so i don't know if we'll be getting anything other than that but um, what did you guys think? I know Derek, you already mentioned you thought it was good. Yeah, this is like I up until hearing it, it reminded me a lot of um uh whatever it's called. Why can't I remember the name of that song? Because I love it so much and it's bothering me, and I know that if you ask me offhand, I could remember it and now I'm struggling. Um hold on. Uh oh, Derek looking, had another stroke while recording. Looking, looking, I mean that's just looking. him not memory. Bro, what is it? Where is it? I'm I'm tripping. It's got ah, Carnage Suspension by Dream Demon, where it's oh, like yeah. these really good, like verses and chorus, and then just a fucking phenomenal breakdown. Like I, 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 I kind of felt that it was coming less so than I expected in that Dream Demon song, but it was still really good. And I felt the same way about the breakdown at the end. I'm like, I already know there's gonna be like a 10 second breakdown at the end. Like I could feel this from a mile away, but I was still very satisfied when it hit. This is probably out of all the tracks that like I didn't add or hadn't heard up till going into this uh playlist, I think that this is the one that I love the most. This is very surprising to me. I'd never really heard of this band or spent any time with them, and I really want to go back and look at their other stuff now because I thought this was incredible. I will this agree the breakdown's me... good, but Oh, go ahead. This song to me is quintessential. Justin has found another post-hardcore band with a lot of potential. Hello. I do that sometimes. <laughs> Justin I guarantee. I don't love it, but potential. Much potential. Uh, I, I I agree with you, Jay. The breakdown is a good part, but there's not like not a lot is talked about the opening bit, like the opener into the first chorus into the chorus that's just a really clean transition from like almost like different styles of vocal delivery and i found it just worked really well on this song in particular anything else anyone no um but before i go like oh, right Okay. Nice one, Justin. Sorry. <laughs> Jacob fumbled your transition, bro. I'm glad Jacob just 
Man. You know what? I'm glad it was him that missed it this time because I did that like three times last episode. So, you know, somebody else has to take one for the team tonight. Thank you, Jacob. Uh, this, is the best, this is the best called Raiden single. I mean, you guys bullied me during the Rivals episode. I think it's like Justin or Derek's turn. Bro, I have mine last month. Dude, I'm behind a paywall. <laughs> That's true. They couldn't hear him complain if he tried. <laughs> So, so, it's, so it's back to me, I guess. Yup. <laughs> full circle, huh? It's, Jacob circle. The start, it's, an, it's an infinite circle of bullying. Jacob has started this, so. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, From so Jacob anyway, it comes Justin, to Jacob it returns. best Cold Rain single. I'm inclined to agree. And it's yeah. funny, because 20 seconds into the song, I'm like, damn, this is an underwhelming Cold Rain song. And then that chorus kicks in, I'm like, holy shit. And then that breakdown holy comes out of nowhere, and I'm like, holy shit. It's like, where the fuck did they come from? Uh, one of the most surprising breakdowns of the year for me. Just completely coughed me off guard, and it's a sick breakdown. The tone on the guitar in... It's just really punchy. And... I, I'm, I really like it. It has more of a punk energy than I was expecting from them. But this is really good. This That Before I Go chorus is definitely stuck in my head. We yeah we won't get to the fourth single because that release fairly close to the album release which is a July release so um, this is probably the best single and honestly I think they had a really good uh, single rotation for this album cycle I think I liked um, the last album cycle a little bit more because I had uh, coexist and um, coexist is still one of my favorite. Cold Rain songs. I do not listen to that song enough. That song is so good. It is really good. But the the song also it's it's Cold Rain expressing more of what they're capable of. Where I felt like in the side effects, I felt that was kind of all muddied in a lot of similar instrumentation. Um, there were some good songs that came out of the last album, like Answer and the Sickness, um, Mayday. Made is really good. Revolution coexist, but um, the this song I feel like plays more with what they're capable of, and um, when when we talk about the album next month, this is probably still going to be one of the higher up songs on that album. All right, Derek, I've agreed with somebody on every song today about one thing or another. I am underwhelmed by this song. I am too. Jesus, you two are becoming like one and the same. Look, I think my thing with this song isn't that it's even necessarily bad. It just feels like the most like if I had to pick one song that I've heard from their entire discography to describe describe Cold Rain, it would be this one. And it feels like it has every part of what this band does condensed into one song. And in the same vein that it's good, it's also like, okay, well, I've heard aspects of this on every Cold Rain song before ever. Mm. It's nothing new. So I'm just like, okay. Ooh, more of that it's opinion good. It's next nothing new, month. but it's also, I think I like it done better in here than most of that album from 2019. Because uh, I, do, I, I do agree with that opinion, that... It's a lot more of the same, and yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's okay. I'm interested to check out this album. I know it dropped. I need to get around to it. But like, this this has me interested enough to check out the album. But as a single, I'm just like, eh. 
this doesn't tell me that I'm getting anything new from this Cold Rain album, you know? So I'm left kind of indifferent on it. That's fair. Solid. It's okay. <laughs> I'm giving it like sevens and sixes left and right here, but... <laughs> I just, I have this this aching longing for better Cold Rain material, you know? I get it. I got it this time. <laughs> I'm so Thanks, Jacob. Proud of you want, you want to handle it? Nope. <laughs> nope. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so anyway, uh, Holding Absence put out a brand new song called oh. Aching Longing featuring Alpha Wolf. And Alpha Wolf also put out a song called Hotel Underground, and they're releasing them on a split EP in August. Yes. Because, fuck. Yep. This is the most interesting collab ever. Yeah. I this is would really never weird. have expected it until I hear it, and now it makes complete sense, and I want it. I want it yeah. so bad. Dude, this is, I, I mentioned it with like the Mokita and Charlotte Sands. If these bands combined and formed a supergroup, they would put out album of the year for every year between now and forever. <laughs> this is so good. <laughs> this yeah. song kind of falls, well, Aching Longing kind of falls into the same formula of Holding Absence putting out, like, good songs, but for whatever reason, just not getting stuck in my head. And I don't know why. But I entirely agree that, like, these two bands, like, combining forces is, like surprisingly like they surprisingly get along very well it's like patrick from movements coming out for that kublai khan song on the tour they did together like they, you wouldn't expect that? yeah oh yeah oh my he came out and yeah i mean just there's video of it somewhere it's so good oh, but it's like i need to see this after these this episode. yeah these bands feel like they don't make sense together until you hear them and it's like well, why didn't i have this sooner yeah and i think a lot of it is that the oh uh is it loki or Loki? is it loki Loki, Loki, Loki kia i met him i don't know okay. <laughs> <laughs> um well the vocalist from alpha wolf his like I feel like his uncleans sound so raw and holding absence of sound in general is so raw and emotional yeah. that it works well together. Kind of yes. like in um, movements earlier material when Patrick does his kind of like uncleans, the more like screaming harsh vocals that Seems it crazy. sounds so emotionally raw. So it works, you know, it's that same sort of thing here that aching longing is just this raw emotional masterpiece. I feel like that. I'm so excited to hear the other, like I want the other collab so song. To hear the Alpha Wolf song with the Holding Absence feature. That's that, gonna go crazy. That <laughs> will I like an Alpha Wolf song for the first time? Actually, no, I like for the second time. <laughs> it's Akudama, right? Yes, for the first time. Yeah, yes. okay, good. So uh, on that note, then I take it you didn't like Hotel Underground. It was Let's just like. Akudama, but not as cool. Hmm. I disagree with that description, but I see what you're saying. I, I still that... don't love their harsh vocals. Like, it works as a feature, and, like, in the way that it was utilized in the Aching Longing. But it's an entire 2 minute 46 second pissed off song. I'm not, I'm not vibing with it as much. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. I, I will say I kind of agree with you in the sense that I think that this is a good Alpha Wolf song. Yes. I think, I mean, A Quiet Place to Die made my top 10 of 2020. And, like, in hindsight, a lot of those songs, you know, Don't Ask, Restricted, Ultraviolet Violence, Bleed Free. I could list the whole album, to be quite honest. I feel like they're all so solid and set such a high bar that when I get a song at Kotel Underground, I'm like, okay, it's good. I like it, but I have to match it up against all my favorites from A Quiet Place to Die, which is, like, most of the songs on there. So it's like, yeah. you know, what I, I'm curious to see. Do we know, like, the track listing for this? Like, if there's anything that, like, these two go and then it's the next two for the EP? I don't know. I was thinking about... Um, in the, I can look. I was just thinking sonically, like, would Hotel Underground make more sense... You know, in the context of the EP, like, back-to-back in terms of, like, that it's harsher than Aching Longing was, you know? That is the order different. See if it was anything like that. I don't know. But, I mean, like, again, it's 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 solid, but I feel like it's also... So, the other problem is... No, go ahead, go ahead. First song is the Alpha Wolf song featuring Holding Absence, then Hotel Underground, then Aching Longing, then Holding Absence. Okay. That makes sense, and I'm curious to see how it sounds all together. The, but, the the Alpha Wolf song is called Sixty Centimeters of Steel." Oh, great! <laughs> great. Why great. do I get well, a feeling and, I might not like that song? It <laughs> <laughs> sounds then, violent. <laughs> hold on, the Holding Absence song is called "Coffin." Oh, great! That dude, I'm more excited. I've feel, heard these names. <laughs> I feel like "Coffin" somehow might even be an even more sad version of "Wilt." Ooh. So you want us to cry? Yeah, I feel, I feel like Coffin is going to make us cry. You want us to Dude, break down be, without a breakdown, I wanna, bro. I want to be able to, like, start <laughs> moshing at the beginning of this EP and then be, like, yeah, like falling my eyes out of the In a corner end. in the fetal position by the end of it, yeah. Perfect. It, <laughs> Breaking down without it, a breakdown. That might be an episode title, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think Hotel Underground also suffers from not being aching longing, especially since they dropped <laughs> in the same month yeah, together. Yeah, I, like, I feel like they should have waited longer between releasing those two. Especially when it's only a four-song EP. Yeah. So, speaking of songs that release together, Mothica has dropped two new singles off of her upcoming, now out, album uh, called Bedtime Stories and another one called Blood. So, having spent a week with the album, uh, these two songs have definitely changed. But without revealing my thoughts on the album, I think Blood is fantastic. And I think Bedtime Stories is the most underwhelming single. I am going to echo your sentiment on Bedtime Stories. I'm not as quite as high on Blood as you are, but it's still really good. And I even in saying like, that Bedtime Stories is the weakest yeah. single, having heard the album, it's still a really good song. I <laughs> feel like Mothica just, the strength of the first few songs was so high that you're setting such a high bar that, like, is almost impossible to reach consistently. Um, and Bedtime Stories, it's, it's kind of, it's slower. It just doesn't pop as hard as the other songs do. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Blood, you have this really nice, like, acoustic build into the first verse, and then the guitars just come in, like, chugging in that chorus. Like, it, that song hits. 
bedtime stories doesn't hit in the same way and it's it like it's still a good mothica song but it's missing that moment that's really getting stuck in my head what am i going to remember the song for there isn't really a moment. right yeah i don't know i mean i think it also like in the same way that we we're talking about how um you know, Hotel Underground suffers from not being aching longing. I think for me, Blood and Bedtime stories both suffer from not being casualty and sacrifice. Sacrifice. Um, fucking sensitive, yeah. Still in d- the Devil Wears Prada mode. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I mean, it's, they're both good songs. Mothica, just one of my favorite artists that I've discovered this year. Same. You know, I know Jake, you'd express that too. And yep. You have to wait to hear what we think about the album, because pretty good. I'm glad say. that we have an extra month to process it. Yeah, I definitely need that extra month. Definitely, definitely. I don't have too much else to say. Bled's a really solid song. Uh, probably my third favorite single behind Casualty and Sensitive. So, I think it's better shout out to Casualty and Sensitive. <laughs> yep, shout out to those two songs. Uh, let's move on then. Derek, take it away. With this yes, time. okay. So Halsey is back with her new single, So Good. Um, I have the lore on this song, and it's that I, I remember um, in one of our discussions, like one of our after hours, we talked about how like TikTok had a lot of prevalence, right? I, I think it was with Rivals and like how songs have the ability to pop off on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Halsey's label wouldn't let her release the original version of this song unless it went viral on TikTok. Um, and she got way too fucking fed up with it, so she just re-recorded the song and made it more upbeat and then released it. Uh, and she wanted it to be, like, her, like, one of her more, or her first viral, or not necessarily viral, but, like, mainstream hit in a while, because the album she put out last year was really good, but it was produced by, uh, Trent Reznor of, uh, Nine Inch Nails, and it had a very kind of... Not necessarily grungy, but dark pop rock um, kind of atmosphere to it. And I really loved it. I really aspects of it. We'll get into this, but it reminded me a lot of that new Spirit Box EP. Um, but it didn't because of that, it didn't see a lot of commercial success. So she wanted this one to pop off on radio. And I think that this is definitely a return to form for pop Halsey. And I think this is a top five, maybe three Halsey song for me. I love the way this builds and the storytelling. And there's always this, like, I think the thing that, that surprised me most about Halsey when I first really got into her back in 2020, cause I'd heard a couple songs, but that it's, there's always this earnest honesty to a lot of her lyricism that I feel like is missing from a lot of pop music in general. Like when you think pop music, you think something that's usually more bland and uninspired and it's got the same chord progression for the whole song. Whereas it, for a lot of Halsey songs that have come out recently, they feel like they're coming directly from her rather than being written for her by somebody else for the sake of radio or that they, they have a story to tell as opposed to just something like, you know, love Ariana Grande, but like break up with your girlfriend, I'm bored. <laughs> this, this, this has a, a story to it instead of just being built for pop radio, but it has that pop sensibility at the same time. and. Yeah, the way that she switches up the lyrics at the end um, between, like, 
you were thinking about the one that got away versus he was thinking about you as the one that got away the whole time. And I don't know something. A lot of people don't like Halsey. I hear a lot of people say that she sings weird, like she sings in cursive and she's just not for a lot of people, but for, yeah, that she like puts this vibrato on her voice that people who like know how to sing generally don't do is the consensus that I hear, but I really like the way she sounds and a lot of what she puts out. And this is, to me, a song I've had on repeat a lot throughout the month just because of how good I think it is. It's just catchy. So catchy. So I didn't spend that much time with this song. I think, like, Halsey's vocals are fantastic as ever. For, like, pop music that I don't really listen to very often, like, mm-hmm. whenever I hear a Halsey song, I'm like, yeah, she just has a fantastic voice. Like, you, I, I kind of feel like you can't argue that. She just mm-hmm. has a really strong voice. But this song <laughs> led me to reading some of the youtube comments i went for the pipeline of so good to experiment on me mm-hmm. and then i read some youtube comments that was like okay there's like some other song called like 3 a.m yes i went 3 a.m is to, really good 3 a.m is really good i had never heard that song before and you including this song in the playlist led me to discovering 3 a.m let's go and i really like 3 a.m so that's what i will say for like everybody here too that that album from last year um even looking at her like popular releases, like it's not even on there, despite dropping last year, which makes me really upset. Um, but it was called "If I Can't Have Love, I Want Power," and there are a lot of songs on there that are more like industrial, dark rock influenced, mm-hmm. um, or have more of a rock influence than a lot of her other material. And I think that if you're ever, I know Jake's got like eighty billion albums to go check out, but if he's mm-hmm. on the if he's on the Halsey wave here, I would definitely say that you should go check out that album or a song like Honey. My problem it's... with like big artists like Halsey is that there's so much discography that it's like intimidating to even start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, I, I would say, put it off forever. <laughs> yeah, start with their album from last year if you want to find something and then go from there. Because if you like that, then, you know, I think that'll be the one to get you if nothing else. But I'll have to say that I, I, I think this is a, you know, for lack of a better term, so good. And I I want this to be attached to an album. I'm hoping it will be. I don't think there's anything announced, but I remember when Without Me dropped in 2018, it got really big, and then she included it on her 2020 album. So if this is on, whatever's next, and everything else is as good as this, I'm looking at another top 10 Halsey album like I had in 2020. I've got another song in the playlist. I get to keep the mic for a second here. Uh, Vanth has released her new song, Wanderlust, featuring Devin Barris of Sunsleep. I just sat up in my chair. (laughs) Slot! Yes, sir! (laughs) Bro, Jacob is on one tonight, bro. I love this. This song's pretty good. I don't think I, I don't think I'm I, as passionate as Jacob, but the song's pretty good. It is good. I'll agree with that. Oh, that makes me so happy. I I found this on accident. I I mean, well, not on accident. Devin Barris is in my release radar. Number one global listener Devin, for, for yeah. Devin Barris, by the way. You know, you're in the presence of a living legend. So <laughs> just wanted to make you guys aware. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> um, but this popped up on my release radar, and I checked it out, and I was like, oh. Holy shit, like this, this is the kind of style of melodic EDM that I really, really, really enjoy. 
Um, and I think Devin Barris's local locals vocals lend themselves really well to this style of music because of how light and airy they can sound with the kind of lighter, more melodic dubstep. Um, I don't know if it was like Instagram or Twitter or Spotify or what, but I read some like advanced profile somewhere that it's EDM for scene kids. That's why. Yes. This project. So like Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Female, female Skrillex a decade later. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, so here's what she says. My name is some pray to God, I pray to music. That is raw. My <laughs> name is Vanth. Uh, I've spent my whole life consumed by an immense emotional connection to music. That kind that stops you in your tracks and you hear just the right chord progression or melody. That kind that sends your body into paralysis of goosebumps. Um, she says punk rock, metal, and hardcore music saved me. And she wants to inject the honesty and reality of those genres into her music. Which, like, leads me to believe that she is about to create my favorite music of all time. <laughs> I don't know. I, I really, really enjoyed this. I went back and checked out um, her shadow in September, which is the other song that she'd released uh, with the drawn to the sky feature. Who's an emo rap artist. And that was also really fucking good. And it looks like there's another one out with say we can fly uh, that I need to go check out too. So uh, if you haven't heard Vanth, She's a small EDM producer, I'd say. I think she's at like 8,000 monthly listeners. And she is really good at what she does. The sound crafting in this is incredible. And I need everybody to go listen to this song in her discography as soon as possible. I know like for a lot of us growing up on like 2013 Monster Cat EDM dubstep yep. type of stuff. <laughs> yep. To now being fans of like rock and metal to see like the two worlds kind of combine is pretty cool. Over the past it's three like, years, it really does feel like that. It's why I'm always, like, super interested whenever Philip Strand does a feature on, like, a Monster Cat song or something like that, because mm -hmm. he does a lot of them. And I don't always love them, but they're always it's always like, damn, that's just sick to see. It's like when Neil Before Me dropped with Asking Alexandria. I remember seeing that on the... Mo yeah. I checked out Monster Cat for the first time in forever, and I saw that, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. how do we get here? Artists like Keizo, Phase One, Sullivan King, they're bringing it all in. Worlds collide. All right, now we gotta talk about another another slapper. Yes, yeah. Novelist. Think what happened? Novelist France. I gotta add that in. <laughs> have released their new single, "Heretic," featuring landmarks. <laughs> Is this the best novelist single leading into the album? No. No. Oh, I think yeah, it might be. I don't be. think so. I think it Smoke might be. Smoke signals. Terrorist. And terrorist, yeah. Oh, I don't even know, dude. This is such a hard decision. <laughs> They're all really good, but I think this one's my favorite. I don't know. This, I feel like this song is just them showing off. It, it is. is. They're absolutely <laughs> showing off, and that's why it's so awesome. Like that that breakdown after the second verse that just comes out of nowhere into the six oh it's like these these two bands collabing it's like almost unfair. Yep, <laughs> unfair is a great way to put it. And I also want to make note that like slowly landmarks is becoming like an S tier feature. Like between Murphy's Law last mm. year with Suasion, that song fucking slaps. And then between all of the landmarks features on the deluxe edition that dropped earlier this year, 
Now this. That track record's building up pretty fast as far as I'm concerned. I don't know, but when when did uh, Lost Cause come out? That was like almost a year and a half ago. Was it that long ago? Holy yeah, yes. that was a while ago. It was like June 2020. This band has been like creeping up on us. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Novice has been surely. drip feeding new singles like once every five months. I mean, they were quiet for like, what, two, three years? No, but like I just thought about it just now. And it's like, I might have a novelist in my my top ten. It's like what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I I would never thought that like two years ago. The singles have all been really good. I think Smoke Signals is the weakest one, and even then, it's still really solid. It's still really good. Yeah, I will say I I feel like the production on each of the songs is different. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I could be tripping. I feel like Smoke Singles Smoke Signals production is different than Heretic. That it's it's kind of more quiet. Than everything else, I don't know, but I'll have to say that those that's good. Terrace is good. This is really good. Shout out Novelist for always giving me a good guitar solo, bro. I can always count on them. They're so reliable. For a short moment in time throughout the month of June, this was in contention for one of my favorite breakdowns of the year. Until like four other songs dropped this month, but we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This this band has changed so much. Yeah. Do oh we have God. a? It blows do, my mind how much they've changed. Do we have a release date for this album? Uh, I want to say September. Yeah, it's titled yes. Deja Vu, so. Yes, I believe September is correct. It's gonna be a good month. Uh, Palisades have dropped a brand new song called Sober. Hey Derek, I, I heard I heard you said you I think there might be a bit of an argument over this song. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna go first and get mine out of the way. Uh-oh. I fell out of love with better. And that was the only single out of the three before this one that I had enjoyed. I have now heard sober, and I am entirely uninvested i was so excited to hear that new palisades material was coming out because mind games is a classic mm. their self-titled 2017 album is really damn good erase the pain had a couple good songs on it yep. i am four singles into this album and i do not care i literally could not care less i will check out this album because i am determined to find one song that i enjoy and if I don't, I'm giving up on Palisades. You know, you know what you sound. You know what it sounds like right now. This what? sounds like we're reliving Breath Atlantis. Yes, <laughs> we are. Oh no! <laughs> the only problem is Breath Atlantis didn't have a change in vocalists. They just had a change yeah. in heart. And you know what? I don't even think it's the change in vocalists for me. I think it's this style of music is so tired. They're not. I. I. I guess. I see Mind Games as something that... That's like an S-tier album. Yeah, yeah. It, pushed, it pushed the genre at the time to its limits and I still have not heard anything quite like Mind Games. And it's right? been years. Uh, the only like, thing I can say is I see stars. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would compare it to um, early Of Mice and Men. Like, that's... True, true, they, they yeah. They have some more yeah. vocal style. Yeah. I guess I... 
I don't I feel like me saying that I'm an uninvested in Palisades right now feels like an unintentional dig at the new vocalists when I liked the other material that they had before more. And I don't think it's a vocalist as much as it is this style of maybe hard rock post hardcore direction. Yeah, it just to me, Palisades, when I think Palisades, I think a band that was doing it like nobody else. And now this sounds like everybody else in this genre, and nothing about it really stands out to me as anything more than, it's okay, it exists, I want to finish every song because I enjoy what I'm hearing enough, I just, nothing is is selling me, no earworm or hook is strong enough, no instrumental moment is really, like, roping me in, like, oh, I need to listen to Palisades to hear this, like, everything that they're doing is good, I just feel like some band, to some degree, is doing it better. And so I'm left feeling very ambivalent. See, I, I think feel that's like I agree fair. with Derek, but not as extreme. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's, uh, that's very fair. I think I just love mind games too much. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Like Breathe Atlantis. I didn't give him a fair shot because I love Soulmade too much. <laughs> Plus, like, Player Haters Ball. Now, you could combine these four songs. They don't even come close to touching half the song Player Haters Ball is. Anyways, so, <laughs> that's my subjective opinion, but I'm declaring it I'm anyways. with you on the fact that, like, Palisades aren't really doing anything special. Like, they were, they were, like, inventing the wheel, almost, with mind games. And now mm-hmm. they're, they're just kind of blending in with a lot of other, like, radio rock type of bands. But I think they're doing it really well, and I think these singles have gotten better and better. Like, I... I still don't really care for my consequences are better, but reaching hypercritical and sober, I think are both really solid songs. I really enjoyed the chorus in this one. It hooked me in like basically immediately with, I wish I was sober to feel the pain. So many dark days I can't explain just that hook really got stuck in my head and the breakdown of this song as well. Like, yeah, it's a typical kind of hard rock breakdown, but it works for me. Everything about this just works for me. I did not listen to this all that much. I may have heard it once, but I'm more or less saving myself for the album because I want to go in with as pure mentalities as possible. Given the first two singles, I was kind of expecting to be where Derek is right now, but I am very excited for this Palisades album now. I don't think it's going to be making a run for my top 10. I don't think it's going to be anything groundbreaking, but I think it's going to be fun and enjoyable. And I think I'm going to have a good time listening to it, and that's why I'm excited for it. Hmm. He said, he said, hmm. <laughs> 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 Sullivan King has dropped his newest song, Sleep, in collaboration with another producer, Calcium. guys Wub. i think this is in my top Wub. 10 songs of the year y'all i'm not gonna lie i love this so much sullivan king's vocals are like some of my favorite in like all of edm right now the rasp after that first melodic drop on your eyes that watch me as i sleep like that delivery is like a top five vocal moment of the year for me right now and I only, um, 
for legal reasons, this is a joke. I only found out that the song was coming out because uh, my plug went to a rave and put video on his Snapchat story of this song being played a couple days before it dropped. And I was like, I need to hear this. Like, I, I have to hear the studio version of this as soon as humanly possible. And I did. And that second drop dropped me on my fucking neck, bro. <laughs> like, I've steadily found myself getting back to EDM and reverting to my 2014, 2015 ways as time has gone on. I'm coming full circle. Like, how we're talking about how, like, the genre itself has come full circle. I'm coming full circle. Like, in my own music taste, back and to where I'm I was. I'm turning into Derek from, like, a year ago. Yup, exactly. <laughs> no, this is... I, I really enjoy it. I think Sullivan King is one of the best producers out there right now. I love his melodic drops. I think the drop with Calcium is the second one. Because I believe... I, I listened to some of Calcium stuff to see what was up. And he's definitely much more of a, a rhythm festival-oriented type of producer um but just in the same way that i get really excited for a really heavy breakdown a really heavy drop in a dubstep song or an edm song will never not get to me and this just hits that nail right on the head i i love every aspect of this it's just i i, I appreciate sullivan king taking unclean vocals and guitar because he was one of the first people who brought that sort of phase in uh to edm back in like 2017 2018 that's getting us a lot of the stuff that we've talked about since then and he just continues to implement those kind of harsher vocals the guitar leads into his music and i think he's doing it incredibly i love this song and him as a producer i liked oh, a decent amount of that sullivan king album last year i don't think we ever talked about it on the podcast mm -mm. but no. I, I thought it was a decent album there were a couple of solid songs in there. This is good for the most part. It falls in line with most of what I liked about that album last year, but the the big dubstep wub wub drop, that, <laughs> that, second, that second drop takes me out of it. it it's, that second one's too much for me. You know, I, I figured. I figured. I thought that maybe when I put it in here, if you heard it, you might be like, oh, I actually really enjoyed it. And then I thought about our discussion with Spirit Box, and I was like, hmm. Okay, but I liked the spirit box one. Yeah, yeah, I meant more as like a general rule of thumb that like it, it yeah. feels it feels it feels like it has the same structure as that spirit box yeah. song. I guess yeah, it, it definitely it. does. You know, you know, melodic drop. Oh, surprise, heavy drop. That's kind of like a surprise in the same way that a band coming back out to play two encore songs is a surprise. Like you know, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> like, but yeah. Justin, I I can't expect you to surprise me and say this is your song of the year, right? Sleep? I didn't get to it. Oh darn! Get to sleep. Shot. To sleep. Yo. Yo, he must be exhausted. <laughs> you man, fuck you. <laughs> I surely can't be the only one that was thinking like someone's gonna try and make a really bad transition in a moment. Oh, I thought I tried to. I I I saw the next song name. Okay, like, good, nah, good. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, Justin, the song after that. Justin, take it away. This next one. We've got you good? another new band for the podcast. I believe it's called uh, Malefoy. There's a weird accent on the O. It's German. I don't fucking know. Uh, with their single "Coming Home."
it good. In Doobie, it good. I, I wish this was more Queens focused and that heavy breakdown section wasn't there. Kind of more in the vein of like what Catch Your Breath have been doing with their two recent singles, but it could. I think oh, no. that is this the first upset of the night for me? Maybe. I might have a different opinion right here. <laughs> so I I think that this is okay in the sense that it's German metalcore, and I've heard a lot of German metalcore. Mm. Um, I will say that in terms of like musical combinations that are guaranteed to like rope me in on some level, melodic German metalcore and backing synth really feels like just a one of those code. guarantees it's yeah a not a fair matchup because it's right. gonna win right exactly i i don't want to say that this is something new right it doesn't feel like i'm just gonna say malfoy 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 we'll say malfoy well it's like um, it's like maelstrom but i don't know where the foy comes from so it could be it could be i don't know i don't speak german <laughs> i got no clue um but that in not doing I, I feel the same way about this actually as jake does with palisades that i think that this is is really good even if they're not doing something new and i think they're doing it better than a lot of maybe other bands that i've heard that are trying the same thing i like this better than a majority if, if i had to make a direct comparison i like this better than a majority of that breathe atlantis album so that's where I stand. I mean, I know that maybe, like, for me in a personal level, it's not a high bar to set type of thing. Considering I'm yeah, so especially with you already. Yeah, but no, I I think this is really solid. This is one of those Justin bands that's got me intrigued to the point that if we hit the future uh, the future releases in the playlist, I'm definitely gonna prioritize checking them out. I think my. I don't want to say issue because it's not really like an issue, but the thing that throws me off is the clean vocals sound mm. too much like a oh what's his name from Kill Switch Engage or not from Kill Switch Engage anymore? Uh, Howard Jones? No, Howard Jones. <laughs> not Howard Jones. I repeat, not Howard Jones. What's his name? Howard. Yeah, it's Howard. I don't remember his last name though. Howard, maybe it is Howard. Jones. I don't remember. Wait, it is. But who am I thinking of? Who's Howard? There's some Howard that's like some like conservative news commentator. And I'm like, no, it's not him. I'm thinking of Howard Stern. Yes, I'm thinking of Howard Stern. I'm, I'm lost. Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know, bro. Okay. I... Howard Jones from Night <laughs> the Torch. That's who I mean. Too, too like power metal esque. Kind of. Like, mm, okay. That's that's my issue with it. Very epic. Yes, epic. That's the word. No, oh, I I want to hear more Malfoy. Definitely butchering that. And if I'm not, let's go. Uh, they the put one, out an album other, last year. Yeah, the one other thing I was gonna I was about to say, they put out an album late last year, and one of the songs featured Timo of Armourage, and I remember that song frustrating me because Timo from Armourage sounds better in every feature than in Armourage. Um, <laughs> but yeah, n here, having heard that song featuring Timo of Armourage late last year, I was definitely curious to see uh, 
more of them. Because I think there's there's definitely potential with this band, and I, I think they're a solid band. I just haven't dedicated time to fully listen to much of their discography. Yeah, this was just another band that showed up in my release radar that I thought I would give a shot, and surprisingly like this. But pretty much everything I thought about Derek already mentioned, so I really don't have much more to add. You're welcome for stealing your thoughts in your song. I do appreciate it. On our, uh, I was going to try and think of a transition to body bag, but that's not. Hold on, wait, wait. That's Jacob not said he work. had one. Wicked City had one. Jake. I forget, dude. It was, ah. song. it was about Justin and saying he wasn't asleep or something. He wasn't. Asleep. I was like, what? What the fuck? Throw yeah, me in a body gonna... bag? What? Yeah, we're gonna put Justin in a body bag. Please. That's the transition. Put me down. Hey yo. <laughs> Please uh, comment comment what? on this episode if you want to see it happen when the four of us all meet up in person at some point. Yeah, com- comment, if, comment if you want us to euthanize Justin at the meetup. <laughs> hey, hey, I used to work at a hospital. I can get, I can get. <laughs> yo, yo, for legal insurance. reasons, this is a joke. This is a joke. Yes, this is a joke. We're not gonna put Justin in the body bag. What is a joke? Is that I failed to put out a brand new song called Body Bag. Alright, I think I can safely say that we all hated this song when it first dropped. I didn't Maybe care for Jake, it. Nope, I didn't care for it at all. I thought it was pretty sick. <laughs> Man. That's not a joke. Wait, where is that on the scale? <laughs> Fuck! What's <laughs> pretty sick, bro? We're sitting at like an uh, 8. Uh, Justin, we'll, we'll, we'll give you it... on the scale after we put you in the body bag. <laughs> That's bro. Um, oh, I'll give this one a, uh, this one could be like a 7.9 out of 10. This could be like a 101, just barely missing out on the top 100 auto-generated playlist, maybe? I don't know. On my tombstone, it's just gonna be Jake, fine, 1 out of 7. (laughs) 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 I like, I like the idea that Jake's giving the eulogy, he comes up looking all somber, he taps the mic twice and goes, he was fine. (laughs) <laughs> and he just strips off and walks away. <laughs> he was fine. I never really liked him that much anyway. Yeah, he was yeah, alright. Yeah. He was alright. I give him like a five. <laughs> I'm assuming Justin quote, I'd give him a five. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Oh man. So yeah, uh, what I'm interpreting is that you guys didn't like this on first listen, but have grown to like it. No! Yes. Oh. Well, that's where Jacob and I are at. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this song's good. This song's good. <laughs> it's, it's a lot, not necessarily hmm, higher energy, I guess, than I would have expected. And not to say that, like, because Bow Down was the lead single off the last album, and like, not to say that that wasn't high energy. But, like... More in the vein of, like, a gasoline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I I think the unorthodox chorus is really what it took me a while to get used to, because Brian is such an incredible vocalist that mm-hmm. the chorus almost feels like an underutilization of his talent. And... Yes, but I think he makes up for it with the rap bit. Yes. It took me, it took me a while to understand that that was the type of of 
I guess, aspect of the genre that they were going for. And that made me appreciate the chorus more, I think. To not set my expectations for something it wasn't, and instead to appreciate it for what it was. And I think I, it also... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the rap bit is, I think, my favorite part of the song still. <laughs> yeah, it's up there for me. I'm, I'm inclined to agree. I think a lot of my initial expect or initial um, thoughts on this too were that like you know bow down is like a top thirty song of all time for me, mm-hmm. and I remember exactly where I was, what I was doing, and how I felt the first time I heard bow down, mm-hmm. and so you know it's got body bag you know lead single to to match up against the lead single of bow down and. I had to I had to kind of distinguish the two before I could fully appreciate this song. Yes. I I had to do the same. But we're here. I like it now. There's a new album out what? August 12th, I think. Is it that soon? I think so. I think we, we get we get another single I think next Friday. And oh. then the album on the 12th. I also bought tickets to see them. And pierce the veil, like what the dude? <laughs> and stand Atlantic, right? And fit for a no, king. Not, not for me. I don't get. I get yours truly. Oh, that's still such a solid pick. Yeah. That is really tour bill of like forever. Is like I prevail, pierce the veil, fucking fit for a king, and either yours truly or stand Atlantic. That is such an elite lineup. I'm so why, jealous. Why couldn't stand Atlantic and yours truly both just do the entire tour? <laughs> That'd be so good. Oh, that would be crazy. I'd love that. I would. I would go anywhere for that. Uh, anyway, I'm suffering from a, a decent bit of heartache that that tour is not coming to me. Wait, I'm not done. Oh my god! Changing the graphic. No, 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 no! Send it back! Send it back! Send it back! <laughs> Jake's not done, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I the first time I heard this, like I wasn't off put by anything. I just thought this was like a sick song in the first listen. Like that chorus, I was like, okay, this is this is like I, I don't know what you guys were hearing that made the chorus off putting. Because I'm not hearing that. It's just very fast, I think. It's, it's yeah, like, it's very it's... fast, but it's still just like a fun and bouncy chorus. And I think given the energy of the song, it just made sense from the first listen for me. Mm. I'm just not sold on it. It's like the it's the same thing with Derek, except instead of Bow Down, for me, it's Hurricane. Because mm. um, Hurricane, I, I relate to, and I actually... Funnily enough, it's like weird tangent, but I, I can visualize that song a lot mm. and just like lyrically how it is. So, you know, any any re- anything that's what's going to taint any release that I prevail do nowadays, because it's I'm not sure it's going to stack up to the level that Hurricane was for me. But I'm openly optimistic. Yeah, this doesn't strike me as a song that you would like, Justin. A little surprise, it's not. <laughs> anyway, Derek. <laughs> something, something, heartache. Like, yeah, the the, uh, the the tour, no come, me sad. From ashes to new, have dropped a new single called oh, no. Heartache. <laughs> <laughs> no come. No I'm no no only sad. Episode title. <laughs> oh no. Uh, you know I forgot to mention. It Actually, that does that does kind of describe heartache, doesn't it? 
No yeah. pun only said. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> what the oh, oh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Go, Jacob, go ahead. I, was... I forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode when we when I was doing the concert reviews. Uh-huh. From Ashes to New is not a band I'm particularly fond of. But watching them live was really fun. Yeah, I would imagine I would imagine their dynamics just really good. Yeah, the back and forth between the two vocalists just brings so much energy. And this is why I loved uh Born of Osiris when I saw them live. And Dan- and Scaven Dance as well, actually. Um just the dynamic of having two vocalists on stage brings so much. That's my little tangent. When this song dropped and I heard how good it was, I was even more pissed that I wasn't going to be seeing them live on my birthday. Oh yeah, they played it live too. Because, like, (laughs) I was on vacation, this tour was going to Boston, on my birthday, nonetheless. Which, unfortunately, was on a Wednesday night, so not exactly very convenient for me. Since Boston's still, like, a two-plus-hour drive. But... From Ashes to New were, like, the band I was least excited for on that, and then they dropped this which has become my favorite single of the month. Okay. I fucking love this song, dude. This is everything about rap rock that I have always adored in one song. It has an insanely cinematic build. It has extre- like motivational and punchy lyricism and delivery. It has the vocal dynamics in the chorus. It has... Just a solid breakdown. This song is the full rap rock package, as far as I'm concerned. I this is my favorite from Ashes to New song. I think I like. Given I've been listening to them for a while, I've heard like basically everything since early 2018 that they've dropped. Like it was hard for me to say originally that like this is my favorite from Ashes to New songs. They've always been a band that's just been like good, not great. Yes. This is, I think, the first time where they have really ascended to, like, this band is fucking good. Well, I think it's also, I think they, I think they finally have met where they want to be with Danny and him matching up. Because for, um, for a while, it was just the, the rap vocals kind of leading everything. He's been in since the start. So when Danny got in, I think the earlier stuff was more trying to match up with Danny's vocal style and then when later songs dropped you know they they finally have kind of met where they want to be and you know, uh, you know from what jacob is saying you know live they're, they're almost like this obs- insane duo that you know just matches really well together and that's a kind of, that's a kind of chemistry you don't really get with a lot of bands yeah from ashton you definitely have for making somewhat generic radio rock, they have a very unique sound in the genre. Mm. You know, after I've been reading the lyrics, obviously, because you mentioned you like the lyricism, so I took a look at the lyrics while we we're waiting. I, I've got some of them written down. I'm curious to see if you have some of the same ones. Well, I was just going to say, it's very, I noticed it's very similar to the lyricism on the Memphis May Fire album. And I think it's interesting that they put this song i like i remember them saying when they put this song out it wasn't they said it wasn't supposed to be a single and i think it's really interesting that they to, they're touring on it now with memphis mayfire mm. 
And it's like the exact, like almost very similar lyricism. Okay, you saying that has me conflicted now because one of the things I was going to say to wrap this up is that if this is not the opener to their next album, I'm going to be pissed because this has so much opener energy to me. And you saying that like this wasn't meant to be a single? Yeah, that's what they said at the show. Makes me think that like this probably isn't going to be the album opener for their next album and now I'm kind of upset. But this song oh, is so still sorry. incredible. So, like, you know how I said sometimes there's, like, certain cheat codes to my heart when it comes to music? Like, female vocals in metalcore, like, and as everything unfolds or a conquer divide. Stuff like that. Rap vocals with, like, orchestral cinematic strings is one of those other cheat codes to my heart. I love this shit, dude. It's why I loved that Discrepancies album in 2020, and specifically Undertow. It has that like cinematic atmospheric rap rock build to it and this song is doing the exact same thing for me um to pull out some lyrics that i really appreciated the pre-chorus of you can daydream but you can't erase or replace me you're crazy to think that you can relate to what made me and lately you've been pushing me and it's not safe i won't break because i'm made from the heartache just the vocal delivery of that of those four lines is just it's so good i i fucking love this song I am more excited for a From Ashes to New album than I ever thought I would be at this point. I was about to say. 93 Feet of Smoke has dropped his newest song, Nightmare, featuring Garden. Take it away, Derek. It is really interesting to me to see all these emo rap artists that I listened to in high school start making like pop punk and like hyper punk and hyper pop and all these genre switches. And I think Nothing Nowhere is probably the most successful transition between those genres that I've heard. But um, 93 Feet of Smoke is really throwing his hat in the ring with this one, which is kind of like a punky hyper pop uh, type of, maybe not necessarily as hyper pop as that one um, Kennedy XO song that I showed you guys, but has some of those same instrumental elements. I'd say majorly pop punk over anything else. And I think he's doing it really, really well. I mean, he's got the subject matter down. He's got the sound. He's got the feature with the alternating vocals in the chorus. I love this so much. Any any song with a garden feature for me is automatically sitting at like a 8 out of 10. <laughs> you know, and I feel like it can only go up from there. And this is just another one of those. It's so good. I love what they're doing here. I love the lyricism. Um, the song is about like finding somebody that, that you love who makes you want to be a better version of yourself and takes you out of your darker moments and like appreciating the happiness that they bring you and hoping that that happiness doesn't like ever end. Um, I think uh, dreams aren't better than the days with you. I'd rather stay awake. Don't blink. One thing can't miss. It's a nightmare without you. Um, and then at the very end where, or I guess towards the end, it's, I think it's a bridge before the last chorus and it's hope. I'll never know if I'd even make it alone. It's good to know this pit in my gut. Isn't my home. Um, just really like, endearing relatable i guess at least for me lyricism that i really enjoyed and come to expect and appreciate when a lot of 
I guess, artists like maybe a Machine Gun Kelly or a, a Jaden with like the X um, seem to kind of be putting out radio friendly pop punk in the sense, you know, like I'm in love with an emo girl or whatever that shit was. <laughs> like it's very, it's very surface level and you don't find a lot to relate to. Whereas with artists like Nothing Nowhere and 93 Feet of Smoke doing this, I feel like I find a lot of relatable lyricism that I can enjoy and I really, really appreciate that for what it is. Jake, you said you this, liked this at I one enjoyed point, this right? more than I expected to, yeah. And I still do. It's just we like simple, fun pop punk energy. We kinda got him with a garden song, Jacob. I mean you, you, got, give you got me, me with though. the uh, you got me with the, against not... the current garden feature last year. That is true, that is true. Last year, I but... like I like the feature. But the rest of the song is kind of for me. I will say 93 Feet of Smoke is very hit or miss for me because his delivery, I feel like, isn't for everybody. And some of his songs are really fucking good. And other ones, I'm kind of like, eh, you know, I'm indifferent on the delivery and the way that he's going about it. This one for me is one of those that clicked. So to get a garden feature on top of that, I'm, I'm happy. But for you to say that it didn't click with you as much, I completely understand because I feel that way about some of his other music. Wait, this, uh, isn't, this isn't anything groundbreaking. It's not no. my favorite thing I've heard all month. But like, if this is just gonna come on casually, like random shuffle play, like that wouldn't be bad. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. I haven't, I haven't had a ninety-three feet of smoke song that I've liked in a long time. I'm really glad to have a new one. <laughs> sending me back, sending me back to high school for better or for worse. <laughs> Justin, with the last-minute playlist ad on this next one, tell us about I, it. Yeah, I tend to do that a lot. Um, <laughs> new, another new band because. I'm unhinged. Uh, Idle <laughs> Waves with their song Our Tragedy. This is a debut single. For a debut single, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, right? it is really this good. Is really good, actually. This is, uh, I think, they're based out of Los Angeles, I think, but the the singer speaks fluent Spanish, and there's Spanish in this thing, in the song, and that's kind of what grabs me at first, because, um, uh, funnily enough, they followed me on Instagram, which got me to check them out in the first place, so, hey, good on you guys for doing that, because um man this this song is really good i for especially for a debut single i think it kind of it definitely scratches the uh the itches my my post hardcore spidey senses have tingled and the this is really good um actually it's more alternative than post but you know to each their own um i really like the chorus um don't waste my time don't cry to me our memories weren't mine to keep vacant lies this fleeting thought like a falling star tragedy will pass by me i think that's just kind of really good but also it flows really good from the verses into the chorus um i would say the only thing that kind of holds us back for me a little bit is there isn't much separation between verses and chorus it's all kind of just the same um range i, mm. I feel like play i think now that they've got the like their feet wet with the, an actual song and put it out i think experimenting a little bit more maybe in the 
next couple with what the vocalist can actually do, I think would be something very interesting to see. But this song definitely uh, raised my expectations for them. So, Yeah, I... I don't think this is... This isn't anything groundbreaking again. But if you like post-hardcore and alternative rock, check this out. You might find something that you really like here. Yeah, this was really solid. I didn't realize this was a debut single until you mentioned it. That's really impressive. Yeah. It's debut. I, I don't know if they've done anything prior. I'll have to look into that. All, all I know is that there are a lot of bands out here on their like 30p or like 80th single that sound like this. And so these guys are hitting that from the baseline. It's only up from here, right? <laughs> like, it's like um, surely, hopefully, nature's ghosts. Like nature's ghosts are also hitting it real quick. Yeah, They've got really a strong single, out of the park. Single coming out next week, so like it, it's very fascinating to watch a lot of these newer up and coming bands already coming out of the the gate with you know it, um dynamics that we've seen mm-hmm. prior for longer running bands it almost is like i, I feel like there's some sort of shake-up that, that needs to kind of happen within the next couple of years i know when uh edm and electronics were introduced mm-hmm. that was a huge thing in a lot of songs that came out around that time that kind of blended into like pop media and i, I think now um pop punk is kind of becoming more mainstream with uh all time low um stan atlantic's album machine gun kelly (laughs) Kelly, for better uh, or for worse yeah bring me bring me and uh just a lot of other bands i i feel like we're due from some sort of for some sort of shake up with uh with the mainstream in the scene and uh I think it's examples like this where it's, if it's done right, like you've got a really good baseline and there's, you know, there's a lot to build off of with this. Yeah. I mean, even like bands like Loveless <laughs> kind of came out oh, of that gosh, this hardcore it, yeah. scene and then now they're, you know, um, then, um, I want to include... Mil? Yeah, it's unreal. And that's even without the middle of the night. I swear that middle of the night, or not middle of the night, running up that hill is going to put him at like 1.8 at least. Got to. Yeah. Um, I want to include Traceless in that discussion too for yeah. post-hardcore bands that really feel like they're ahead of the curve. Definitely. Oh, gosh. Um, so... They're supposed to be dropping something this year. I really hope that's the case. I hope so cause... too. I need That's one of those bands I need an album from as soon as possible. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're getting an album. I just don't know when because they've been super quiet. I'll have to say Idol Waves, definitely a band you need to have on your radar. Um, I'm going to have them on my radar. Same. There is a really good. <laughs> the baseline is there for a debut single. Hopefully it's only up from here. Let's go. I was dying for a new Rain City Drive single. And then, and then lo and behold, Rain City Drive dropped their newest single, Dying For. Was your love dying for? After album that's coming out on the fifteenth. It's that soon? Yep. Wait, yeah. like it's next week, the fifteenth? Yes. I think so, yeah. yeah. 
Guys, can I be real? No. Yeah. This is the weakest Rain City Drive song, period. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, oh, wow. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, I didn't expect such a resounding yes from everybody that now I kind of want to be like, oh, this is actually really good because I thought I had some, like, no, insane contrarian I definitely disagree with you. Okay. Well, you're the one who added it, so I want to hear, like, what you like about it. I like... State your case. The, you know, honestly, I have no idea what the song is about. I tried. <laughs> I tried you just like enjoy, the, you, you get good feelings when it plays in your ears. Exactly, man. How'd you know? It, it just a um, lucky guess, really. Yeah, I just, I, I, I really enjoy, like, the, the emotion in um, Matt's voice. And I don't know, I, I just... Like a, a a slow song, a slower song from Rain City is a nice change of pace. I will disagree with Derek slightly. I don't think this is the worst Rain City no, Drive song, period. Yeah, you, <laughs> but it is like well, closer not, to the bottom. That's yeah, that's not what he said. It's no, weakest. it is. That's what. Well, yeah, weakest is a better thing. I don't think it. Well, I would say it's also the worst, but not in the sense that it's bad. I don't think there's a single bad Rain City Drive song. Yeah, yeah. I think the lowest bar is like seven on ten. Yeah. Um, Also, Jacob, I looked it up. Dying for is about living a purpose-driven life so you can face your mortality bravely. In short, it's about living a life that's worth dying for. So you Um, know, like every other. Um, I think for me, what it is, I have one. A lot of times I'll hear a song and I'm like, man, this isn't clicking with me. I don't know why. I can tell you exactly why this one doesn't click for me. It's because the chorus is so wordy and they stated at the beginning of the song without any instrumentation to support it. So it's just way too much information at the start of a song and I don't want to listen to any more of it. It's like um, the chorus to Like a Villain by Bad Omens, how it's like really wordy, but it works because the instrumentation... I think that this is a similar example where the chorus with the instrumentation, it works. I don't know if it's as strong as Like a Villain, but it works. But imagine all those words from Like a Villain put to, like, barely any guitar, like a lack of instrumentation in general. It's a lot of words and information to process at one time. And I'm trying to get into the song, and that's the first thing that I'm hit with. Yeah. And... It's just, it's, it's an immediate turnoff where I'm like, you know, I, I just, I don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling this song. And this I, is the I don't type wanna... of song I would have preferred to hear for the first time on the album, not as a song. Yeah, this, is, this doesn't feel like a single, especially compared to Dreams or, um, the, you know, the one that dropped recently. Oh, Yo, I Waiting heard on that you. one live. Oh, I bet they it was good. They didn't play this song, though. Ah, I wonder why. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I, I gave this like two listens and I was like, I'm saving this for the album. So Yeah, that's I, about I, where I'm at. It it didn't catch on to me enough to where I'm going to remember it, and I think that might be a good thing. Mm-hmm. But also not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's I, yeah. I think it's better than oh I don't know. I think it is better than cutting it close. Yeah. No. I'm going to say no, but you already knew I felt that way, so... <laughs> I, still I made think, that clear I from still the get I still think Cutting It Close is the second best single, so... Oh, now there is the an best. egregiously 
take. And oh, wow. I still think that Waiting for You is the no, best single and better than Price. Dreams is the best well, single actually, by far. Y'all are tripping. We can't talk about is the best single. Oh, no, God. that's number two. Stop that immediately. We're all this is in shambles. No, uh, no, no, okay, sorry, not the single they released. The song I heard live that was unreleased at the time is the best one. There you go. Yeah, we won't, we won't be talking about the, the fifth single, Blood Runs Cold, because that'll be when the album drops. Shit, I didn't realize that was already dropping in July. I thought it was in August, bro. We are gonna have to do two parts for July. <laughs> oh uh, no! Yeah, <laughs> I fucking hate summer, bro. <laughs> I this is the like most amount of music that June and July has ever seen. I think I yeah. can't. Re- I don't like June and July were not nearly this stacked last year or the year before. No, nah, it was like August, September last. Like year. I remember June twenty twenty had like currents and make them suffer, and that's it. Yeah, which is still stacked. It's just not nine albums stacked. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if we, I say we uh, should keep this uh, running along. We still got a handful of songs to talk about. So let's talk about this new song from Sweeping with Sirens, Crosses, featuring Underrift. This is also off an album, I think. Yes, yes. They it came with an album announcement, I'm pretty sure. I, I want to say it's like in October at some point. Uh, October 14th. I'm trying to read the text on the, the thumbnail, but I can't read it. it says, I just told you, October collapse. 14th. Yeah, it's no, complete I'm to read the name. Oh, complete, okay. Yeah. This is a really good Sleeping the Siren song. I agree. I don't think uh... I think uh, it's a good song. I don't think it comes close to being like a top ten sleeping with sirens song. No, of course not. I but, I can't weigh in on that opinion because I haven't listened to any of their full albums bar their twenty nineteen album. So honestly, when I heard the song for the first time, I did not treat it as a sleeping with sirens. The sleeping with sirens song. I'm turning into Derek very very quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because it honestly doesn't sound... It sounds like uh, Sleeping With Sirens and Under Oath. Both. Yeah. It's kind of like that... Um, oh, God. We talked about it last month. No. Yes, it. both. It was Slaughterhouse. Oh, so yeah, yeah, like yeah. It sounds a mixture of... Not loose and, and yeah. Not loose. Yeah. This sounds like a mixture of Under Oath and Sleeping With Sirens. I, I think I might be a little biased towards my interpretation of these because I'm firmly of the opinion that with eyes to see and ears to hear or with ears to see and eyes to hear, sorry I always fuck that up um, is just ten tracks of art and is like one of the best I mean, like post-hardcore wrong. albums of all time <laughs> I feel like Sleeping With Sirens are one of those few bands that have actively they started off with their strongest like album and have only gotten worse since then and I mean I think this is like it's good. I didn't Palisades. expect this heavy of a... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. God, it's Palisades. And you know what? It's the same thing because Palisades' second album is their second best. And let's cheers to this is their second best album. So, you know. Um, But, no, I guess... I think I really... I didn't expect a breakdown this heavy from the from Sleeping with Sirens. And I really appreciate the fact that they're, you know, maybe going a little heavier than they did on that last album. Um, 
I think what it is for me personally is that outside of those those first that or that first album, I have heard Kellen Quinn in so many fucking things <laughs> that it's it's like how I can listen to seven the seventy Dance Gavin Dance songs that I have saved and not get tired of them is because like I enjoy Tillian's vocals enough that I, I don't get tired of listening to them. With this, it's like, I've listened to so many songs with Kellen Quinn's features and so many Sleeping With Siren songs over the years, and I don't love Kellen Quinn's voice enough to want to hear more of it, I guess, when I've heard so much of it. And so I'm waiting for a song by them to really blow me away to overcome that barrier. And I think he does that a lot on features, because his features are always so elite. But on the original yeah, material, it's just like, oh, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, just that this is, it, it, it feels new for Sleeping With Sirens, but the vocals feel very tired because I've heard them so much, and so I'm just like, ah, like if this, if this was a band, or if this song had like same instrumentation, same feature, with somebody different on vocals, instant playlist ad. But instead, I'm like indifferent on Kellen Quinn on the solo material, so I'm just kind of like, eh. But or not on the solo material, but on his main band. Spencer Chamberlain on vocals. Well, that's true, and I really, I will say, I really like this feature in terms of the, like just the feature itself, and also how it's integrated. That we get him in both the verse and parts of the chorus and the breakdown. I love features that that put them or lend themselves to multiple parts of the song like that. But it's okay, it's okay. I'm still gonna listen to Sleeping with Sirens album because I don't dislike anything I'm hearing. I'm just waiting for that like blow me away moment, not necessarily for a, for a one moment in a song. Because we got that with the breakdown. I really like that breakdown. It's just I'm waiting for that one song as a whole to blow me away and sell me on what Sleeping the Sirens are doing, you know, 12 years into their career. And this wasn't the one to do it for me. Given that I have a relatively short history with this band, having listened to them for the first time seriously, not even two years ago at this point, um, I don't have a lot of original material to compare this to. And this is definitely one of my favorite songs of theirs. Um, I think Kellen Quinn sounds great. I think the feature is great. The breakdown hits hard. I think the chorus is really nice. Um, it's a little wordy to begin with, but then it like slows down in the second half of the chorus, and it, it is very repeatable. This is just a really solid song, and I think between this and Bloody Knuckles, because Bloody Knuckles, that single from forever ago last year, is mm -hmm. together as a single with this, so I think it's going to be on the album. Between Bloody Knuckles and Crosses, this is shaping up to be a pretty good album, if I say so already. Because I still really like Bloody Knuckles, and I really like this. I do not remember Bloody Knuckles. <laughs> I remember the pre-chorus for that. That's about it. I need to go back. Yeah, I haven't listened to Bloody Knuckles in a while, but I remember really liking it, so. Hmm. Uh, another band that I really like has dropped a brand new song, Cyan Kicks. With their brand new song, See the Light. Their first song since uh, they dropped Hurricane at the beginning of the year for Eurovision. And I think this is significantly stronger than Hurricane was. And you know why it's significantly stronger, Jake? Where you ask you me why? It. I want oh. you to explain it. Uh, I think it's because it sounds like old Icon for Hire. 
that's fucking crazy. One of the things I had written down for this is that this song feels really nostalgic, and I don't know why. I got you, bro. <laughs> you got I'm me. here for you. I'm you here for you. Me. Between the two of us, we'll figure it out. <laughs> Just the way that this song opens Dude, up with the, the uh, give up, let it go, and the everything you know. Or what I think that's what it is. Anyway. I didn't write it down, but just the like spoken word delivery at the start, and then the guitars and drums kick in. There's something so nostalgic about her vocal delivery in the verses, and I think yeah, it does sound like old Icon for Hire. I got you, I got you. I'm I'm giving you the layup. I passed the baton. <laughs> I, I will say this is entirely unrelated to the song, but here I was was listening to playlists, you know, not on shuffle, and hearing this directly after the Sleeping with Siren song, she sounds so much like Helen Quinn, like. <laughs> I think I, I I if you guys remember, go back after this and listen to like the last minute of that Kellen Quinn song, then go into this and tell me they don't sound super similar. Like so, it's kind of so crazy. What you're saying is we need a Cyan Kicks featuring Kellen Quinn song. You would you gun to my head. You tell me to differentiate between like which <laughs> which part is which in the song. I'm gone. It's over. <laughs> High mind is now three members, bro. I couldn't do it. <laughs> But I, I also think really the other solid. thing the other thing that I really like about this song is just that the chorus feels really punchy. Yes. Yes. And that's absolutely. that's what Hurricane was missing. Hurricane felt super like pop flowy. This feels like punchy. I can't I can't come up with a better word other than punchy. But it I, I'm connecting with this a lot more than I was Hurricane, and I'm connecting with this a lot very similarly to how I am with some of my favorite songs of theirs that I heard last year, like The Flood. Or um, like tidal wave or stuff like that. I think you've encapsulated pretty much everything I could have possibly said in that song. That means I did my job. Yep, I'm waiting on cyan kicks. I like this a lot. I'm waiting for the banger. We're getting there. This is a step have in you the heard right tidal direction. Wave? Yes. Okay. Yes. Damn. Yeah, I'm waiting, bro. Soon. Soon, Soon TM. Soon TM, please. Uh, Justin, do you want to take us away in this next one? I am excited to. We've got another single from Nerve right after Still Breathing with their single Low. This is much more in the vein of what I wanted to hear from Nerve. This is the best single from Nerve. No, it's not bad nature. But it's pretty good this is really good this is this is selling me on the album like real quick i mean i, I was already sold on the album to be honest yeah i was gonna say <laughs> but yeah i mean nerve at this point i feel like it would be very hard for them to do wrong i may Man. not love everything that i've heard from them but like consistently releasing like solid to really good that chorus is just so catchy and it also the song is only like a little over three minutes it doesn't overstay its welcome yeah so you're just like in and out of it so quick that you just get right back into it it's so hard to put down and it's criminal but i love it another thing that i like about this song breakdown with queen vocals give me more of that please at all bands in the scene it was yeah, it, it, I didn't. They had mentioned that we were going to be expecting something a little bit more heavier instrumentation, 
uh, after still breathing. I did not expect it so soon, but I also am excited to see where this album goes. Definitely. We, I, I know we're getting it this year. It just depends on how soon. Like, I would love for it to drop in August. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I'd be down for that. I mean, yeah, when you've got a band with, like, such, like, consistently solid instrumentation and a vocalist that's as good as this guy is, like, uh, there's so much you can do. And they're they're just kind of hitting it every time. It might not always be my favorite thing, but, like, I have not been disappointed in a Nerve song yet. I'm still kind of sad that Hopeless isn't going to be on the album, but what are you going to do? Any comments on this Nerve song, Jacob? Um, it was all right. Take it. It's not, it's, um, it's not really my style of, uh, what do you call it? Music, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's something I feel like I would listen to early in my rock metal journey you know hmm. like a uh gateway band yeah i could totally see nerve being like an up-and-coming gateway band kind of like no one's gonna I, I feel like very few people are gonna be introduced to rock and metal through nerve at this point given their size mm-hmm. but like that's the style of music they're making i, I can see it it would be a good introduction to like heavier post-hardcore in a way Without, but man, like, that would be really cool, though. Derek, any thoughts on this Nerve song? It's my second favorite single. Let's behind, go! Behind Still Breathing. Oh, Still I Breathing thought, sold I thought, me. I thought you were talking about the month. I was like, what? No, 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 not of the month. God, no. I added eight songs that are above this. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> Still very, very solid, though. I'm Nerve... Not a band that I really would have expected to be in potential top 10 contention coming into this year. Can confidently say, we're getting there. We're getting there. Give me the album. I need it. Nerve seems like one of the safest bets for like a consistently good album this year whenever mm, it drops. For real. Absolutely. It's also just enough of variety where you're getting something different in each single, but it's not... It's not oversaturated speaking of bands that i need to drop the album fit for a king are back with their new single reaper So you remember, this was a banger. Yeah, you remember when earlier I said uh, for a moment in time, Novelist had my favorite breakdown of the year potentially, or it was in contention? Yeah, that lasted mm-hmm. about a whole grand, uh, a little around seven days until this song dropped. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> because holy fuck. The breakdown at the end of this song. I feel like this song is the quintessential, like, the breakdown is only as good as the build up to it. Mm-hmm. It's why I love that breakdown from Closer to the Edge by Anna Lynn from last year, and it's one of my favorite breakdowns ever. It's because that build is fucking nuts. And the build to the breakdown in Reaper here is fucking nuts. You get that, like, clock ticking with, like, the distorted vocals, and then it just pounds. And it's just brutal. This is, like... It's, like, basically a deathcore breakdown, right? 
Am I off base in saying that? Nope. No. This is like the closest I've gotten to liking anything deathcore, I think. Hmm. Yeah, probably. That is comes to mind. That comes to mind. I think Fit for a King have definitely teetered that balance for a while. Yes. Maybe leaning a little bit towards metalcore on the path, but coming back <laughs> closer to that deathcore line with this one, I was really surprised. I I thought like they'd mentioned coming into this that they were going to um return to you know blast beats and and breakdowns and i was like yeah whatever like (laughs) and then they did and i was like oh (laughs) okay (laughs) i i see i see i see they've proven themselves like usually when bands like we're writing our heaviest material ever it's a lie but they, they were telling the truth for once and i'm almost underwhelmed i feel weird saying it see oh okay I'm kinda in the same boat. Like they've done better is what I is is how I feel about this song. I I think for me is that I want a breakdown to be the cherry on top of an otherwise good song. Well, they, yeah, right, yeah. And that's what the breakdown. Says. Well, <sighs> yeah, but I don't think the rest of the song lives up to the breakdown. Is what I'm saying. And okay, okay. I'm like the other opposite, honestly. I think the breakdown really? is a little underwhelming. That's I will also give so you that. wrong to say because it's <laughs> I'm that's somewhere not the in right between word. both of you guys. Underwhelming is not the word. I feel like right. it's a fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to like, I could name like any song on Dark Skies. Yeah, yeah. Where. The breakdown is always just like in your face. This is in your face too. That, uh, ah. Yeah, I guess. That's, yeah, Go ahead. I think what I need for this song, this to me does not feel like it feels like a lead single in the sense of a statement of "Hey, we're back doing heavy stuff again." It doesn't feel like a lead single. This to me feels like the second or third one you get, where you start to figure out the tone of the album. So, I think if the tone's dark enough, maybe that this sort of, you know, breakdown at the end, rest of the song, it's not like you said, is in your face. I know what you mean. I, I can't vocalize what you were trying to say, but I know what you mean. Right. I think it'll maybe make more sense on the album, depending on what's before it mm-hmm. or after it. I don't know. It just kind of ha- did like a... Maybe not like a totally Ice Nine Kills kind of thing, but this song is about the show Dark. I haven't seen mm. the show, so I don't really know what it's about. But maybe if I watch the show, I didn't enjoy this more. Yeah, I think for me, my two favorite uh, Fit for a King songs are Louder Voice and God of Fire, like hands down. So, and well, oh, go ahead. What I was going to say is. If you remember last album cycle, mm-hmm. the lead single was Breaking the Mirror. And I think we are all very underwhelmed. Yes. Yes. And then God of Fire dropped. <laughs> so <laughs> right. I'm holding out for single number two, okay? That's like, a fair is, take. That's, a, that's a good than, take. This is better than Breaking the Mirror, 100%. Yeah. 
Yep. You know what I think it is for me is that I have seen what Fit for a King can do yeah. with cleans and strong production. And I really liked what they were doing. I mean, some of the stuff on the path felt really generic. Like I still don't like Breaking the Mirror. But I think Louder Voice is probably the best example from that album of what this band could be. And I think that if this song had like a very, very strong, and this feels mean to say, I, well, not mean, but like, it feels like I'm disrespecting Deathcore, the heavier side of Metalcore, be like, throw a clean chorus in there. Because I like plenty of songs that don't have any cleans in that shit. I got a playlist of about 100 songs that don't have any cleans in them. But with, this is in there, <laughs> by the way. But it just, I think maybe that breakdown at the end would hit just a little bit more if the rest of the song wasn't so heavy as well. Hmm. That if we've got some clean bits or some stronger, more present clean bits to like break it up the or break up the rest of the heaviness, that then you've got this heavy ass breakdown in juxtaposition with a song that in some parts was more melodic. Whereas or if this the breakdown was in a different part of the song, you know? I feel like this breakdown just, had to be at the end of the song, though. I mean, yeah. I don't this, think you can this, put, this specific put breakdown, this breakdown, yeah. Like in like after the second chorus and then into a third chorus. Yeah, I don't know. Something about this isn't clicking with me, and I feel like it should because it's heavy fit for a king doing what heavy fit for a king does best. Something is missing or not working, and I'm tr and Jacob and I are both out here trying to vocalize what it is, and we can't yeah, figure we out the words. Don't know. It's, it's just, an enigma. It's just, they've done better. That's basically what it yeah. is for me. Yeah. That's, that's the yeah. best summary I can do. Um, one thing I wanted to note is this is the fourth album where we've gone from white album artwork to black album artwork. <laughs> white. So, starting with Death Grip, we've got white album artwork. Then we've yeah. got Dark Skies. It's darker. And then we got Path, back to lighter. And then we go back to this, and it's darker again. Enslaved to Nothing uh, was dark before Death Grip. interesting I noticed. I don't know if it means anything. I don't know. I, I hadn't noticed that at all. Because Slave to Nothing is also dark before Death Grip's light. So That's true. And then there's just Creation Destruction, which is in the middle of the <laughs> forest. <laughs> but I'm... Despite all of our mixed feelings on this, I am excited to hear more Fit for a King after yes. this because the fact that they're going heavy again makes me think that maybe this album is going to be heavier than The Path was. So if we can take the best melodic parts of The Path and incorporate them into this heavier sound again, I'm going to be very happy. I'm going to be very excited. Meanwhile, the, the part of me that only likes Fit for a King when they're clean blending in the heavy... With like when everything means nothing, that's my favorite yeah. Fit for a King song. And when it's just like the pure heavy, I'm just not interested. Because yeah. there's so many other bands that just do the same things. So right. Kind of just like... blends too much. Yeah, I feel like Derek and I have tried to vocalize our issue with the song for too long now, and it's time yeah. to move on. Yeah. <laughs> the one I thing agree. I want to say before we move on. Is that no one has mentioned how good of a hook every day I'm on death row is? For like it a is. harsh vocal hook, yeah. it is, there are not very many harsh vocal chorus hooks that are as memorable as every day I'm on death row. 
And yeah, it gets repeated like what three or four times throughout the song. It's a little repetitive, but it's a really fucking good hook. And just like imagine hearing that live, like chanting it back as an audience. Mm-hmm. Like this song feels like it's built for the live experience. Yes. And it would be yes. an absolute treat to hear it live. And I should probably buy my tickets for I Prevail, huh? Yeah. This yeah, absolutely. Should. I know 15 shows are sold out already. So Boston isn't. So, uh, oh, well, then you nice. need to go right now. Here, I'll, I'll say my piece about this next one while you go buy your tickets. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not buying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be sold out by tomorrow morning like, oh. ren for short yeah as you should as you should king ren for short fuck off <laughs> okay go 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 get it, get it. Oh, time's a charm We're... guys um what ren... <laughs> <laughs> christ Red for short has dropped the last single off of her debut album, Dear Amelia, uh, the opener called I Miss Myself. And this is about uh, just going through an identity crisis of sorts and trying to figure out who you are. And then in that process, Finding out who you are only to uh, abandon it uh, to make yourself more like the person who you're interested in and want to be with, and then losing them and dealing with that like emotional trauma on top of missing yourself because it's like, what's the lyric here towards the end of it? Uh, I lost myself to be like you, and now I fucking miss me. Um, I think it is hilarious that this is next to Fit for a King in the playlist. Yeah, yeah it is. Because it is, it is, it is an entirely different uh, vibe than Reaper was. Um, this is the opener for the album. And I really, five singles in, didn't think that we were going to get the opener for the album. I thought it was just going to be another chill song like the last few had been. Because we had another single the week before this. Um, and I felt it start to build. And I was like, what's going on? And by the time that that last chorus hit, I kind of just like ascended oh, yeah i <laughs> was like, like i was ready to it. zone out halfway through the song and then i hear it start building i'm like oh oh shit it's happening huh? mm-hmm. if we have an award for opener of the year at the end of the year this is I, it i don't care do. i keep saying we should keep saying sorry if we do this is it there's no suspense anymore for what mine is going to be because this is the one <laughs> like this I love this so much. This is definitely not a song that I'm going to go back to in a playlist, but I have, just because I don't really have a, a, a vibe for it that fits in my playlist, despite the fact that I've got like 30. Um, but with that said, I will never, ever skip this. I need to check out Dear Amelia immediately, and we'll be doing so after this podcast ends. Dude, this so, has me interested yes. in the album. Bro, it's so good. I, I love even heard this. Yet. Yo, Jacob, what are you doing after this podcast ends? Uh, I don't know. You want to listen to it together? Oh, for <laughs> real? Yo, me too. Yo, 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 real quick. You want to get hammered and listen to Ren for short? <laughs> On God, I'll get hammered you know, and listen to Ren for short. You know what? God, you're such you. bros. <laughs> it's my guy, bro. <laughs> We're witnessing a romance brew. 
Yes, yo, there's romance afoot in the hive mind. This is how, um... I actually meant to say bromance, but I missed a letter. Oh, my bad. This is like in Dragon Ball Z where, like, the fusion... The fusion dances. Yo, Jake, you were so... Fusion dancing together to become... Jarek. Jacob and Derek have slowly been, like, having a bromance since... Uh, garden happened, bro. It yeah, was the it was the garden bridge. The, the it's coming together. The pyramids of the triangle are coming together. The yeah, pyramids of the, of the triangle. triangle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the trifecta of four elements. The trifecta of four pyramids. It's like there's three uh, points to a triangle. You guys are on two points. You're going towards the third point together. Yep. Yep. So many good episode titles. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> if you haven't heard this, I, I want you to go listen to it. Like, just in general, this is, is a call to the audience. Go listen to this because this is really a treat. This is like the opener. fourth female solo artist, pop rock type of artist that's making really good music that we are vouching for today. Yes. I love Ren for short. Like, all of them. All, all the... Charlotte Sands, Maggie Lindemann, Mothica, Ren for short. All of them. Go. All of them are in my playlist. Let's go! <laughs> We're making moves. Shout out Ren for short. I can't wait to check out this album. I want to talk about it next month. We will be. This shit slaps. God bless America. Uh, Justin, do you want to take Actually, us no. to this next one? <laughs> uh, yo, fuck Canada, for real. I hate Canada, bro. Oh, God, it's fuck Canada. So Anyways, sorry. <laughs> I got a little carried away in my hatred for Canada real quick. Did you have an epiphany? Yeah, FOIA dropping their third single, Epiphany. This is the best FOIA single. Yo. No. Well, no, second best. Can, can I just, like, say that Voya is doing rock so differently from a lot of other bands? Yeah, I, yeah, I'm with there, you. There is a style and an, like, um, I mean, I don't want to, I guess flamboyance, like, it's some sort of, like, high energy that's not being, you know, sad or depressing. It's like a jovial essence just floods out of words there justin thank you i'm known for my big words sometimes um <laughs> too bad nobody I, can hear him yeah yeah but Damn just, all these songs are just like so happy it's ethereal it's ethereal. really good the difference between this song and what was the first one wonders oh, wonders is that my uh, sad, depressy brain actually <laughs> enjoys the happiness in this one. I'm embracing the happiness of this song. Whereas okay, but where is... does that fit on your scale? That's facts. No, no man. This is... I'm, I'm, I'm still not fully on board. I'm more on... I'm slowly more on board, but this what is like... That on the scale? <laughs> this is... Alright, 7 out of 10. There! 7 out of 10. Fine. You want a number, you'll get a number. Thank you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I really like that you said that, uh, Justin, that, like that nobody sounds like Floya, right? They're doing something different with this rock because I had it written in my notes that nobody is doing it quite like Floya. Like there is, there is no artist out here like this, bro. They create tracks that feel like journeys. I like, I, I, I am transported to another world every time I hear a Floya song. I haven't saved any a, of them yet. I just had a thought, but they're great. An epiphany. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Derek here. Actually, I haven't saved any of them, but they're good. They're all good. Um, my epiphany is that Floya is basically like they're taking you on a journey in the same way that Star Set does, except Floya isn't like star themed. Is that off base? Star King. Star themed. Star themed. Oh. Star it's like star set is taking you on a journey with songs about space yeah. and stars whereas foya is yeah. just taking you on a journey about whatever foya wants to take you on a journey about you're you're going somewhere whether you like it or not yeah I'm you're along for the ride with every foya song and fucking marvin buckwilder is a master at in any instrument he touches just yeah it cannot be understated enough how much like i mean like don't get me wrong. The vocals, they're doing it. But the instrumentals, yeah. they're doing it. You know? <laughs> like, While we're here, obligatory vertigo shout out. Obligatory vertigo shout out. Actually, no, oh, I can't do that. Never mind. I'm retracting Wait, my vertigo say... shout out. What? Put it back. You guys are using big words. <laughs> Song good. Make <laughs> happy. Good guitar. Wow. It fine. You enjoy <laughs> It fine. Seven, Seven out, out of ten. ten. Seven <laughs> out of ten. <laughs> Instrumentation good. Vocal good. Song right, good. I dumbed it down I didn't too much. <laughs> I didn't think we would get too much heat on your rating scale, but I'm so happy that I brought it up. <laughs> Let's talk about another band. Uh, going from Phil Bayer to ex-Phil Bayer. Time the Valuator are back with their first single, Black Water, off of an upcoming album supposedly dropping this year. Alright, I just need to get something out of the way. Am I stupid for wanting to dislike this band because of their name? Yes. No, no, wait, no, yes. you're not actually. No, no yes, no, wait, no, I got I confused myself. Stop, guys, guys, guys. One at a time. I can only think so hard. Like what the what the hell is a time the valuator? I think it feels kinda hard. You're a hundred percent right. Sounds like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It goes hard. Yo, did you guys see the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh drowned? He drowned? Yeah, he fucking drowned while snorkeling, and he was like a vocal, like he was vocally opposed to the Prime Minister of Japan, and not 24 hours later, that dude got fucking killed. Damn. It was his last act. He manifested poor Shinzo getting put down by, anyway. Um, so... (laughs) Sorry, guys, I got a lot of it. That's on me. Holy shit. Y'all, this, I, look, I like this band's name. I fuck with it. And this song I is so good. This song. It's this is so my single good. This is surprisingly good. So I was not sure Der- what to expect, and I didn't want to like this band because of their name. But it's good. Der- Derek, I knew you would like this because the vocalists. So they they did a um audition sort mm-hmm. um to find a vocalist, and they found the guy. He did um some vocal covers on YouTube, and he actually tried out for believe it or not, Electric Cowboy. 
and oh, got really? on the short list. Damn. Yo, it's, their loss, it's like bro. Post Malone when he tried out for Khan the Empire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. And oh man, just the chorus, the, the the song in general is for those that don't know, it's referencing alcohol because you know black water. Um, but the the chorus, the fucking breakdown, where yeah. It, it's just I, I drowned in the blackest, like I drank the blackest water, and I can't breathe, I can't see, just. Oh, oh, that's hitting all the notes that yep. any song that I enjoy just oozes. I am this is this is the best song that I've listened to all month. And fuck me if there is an album that's very similar to this coming out this year, my my top ten list is so fucked. <laughs> no, for real. It is so fucked with what I have already kind of projected. I, I don't, I don't, man. Like, I need another single to kind of submit my true thoughts about the the era this band's going through because I mm. did like um the last album that dropped. Um, how fleeting, how fragile. Yeah, that um, album that, slapped. That was uh with Phil Bear, and well, Phil Bear is still doing really good work with um. Uh, with Boya. Boya, and I feel like this is the best natural progression for this band because the the instrumentals still feel like something off of that last album. Yeah, like it's... nothing is nothing's changed, and I feel like the time away only made it much more like grounded in their sound. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the instrumentals real quick, I want to give a special shout out to the bass on this song because that was the first thing that hooked me in. It almost gave me a Glass House by Hands Like Houses vibe. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. That shit. I I heard that and I'm like, yeah, I'm in for it. Like, <laughs> I'm screwed. I'm saving this. Like, this is it. This is this is the one. I yeah, really liked this song, but it hasn't gotten stuck in my head as much as I was hoping it would. Really, it's just like the chorus that I remember and everything else. Like, I remember it all being good. But I can't really tell you anything about the breakdown for as good as it is. I don't know. Something about this. I, there's just like a weird structure to this song in a way. And it's throwing me off a little bit. And I also think I'm still just like a little thrown off by the band name. I like it a lot. Even if it does sound like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. I fuck with I, it. I, I mean, it, it's, it, it's a good, like the name itself is a good concept. Because if you really think about it, it's just like... um. I don't know how much people watch Marvel, Marvel, but like the the timekeepers, like the oh. like, like gatekeepers, like essentially they're they're the ones that can you know control your fate or like control the pace at which your your life travels. And, and so it's I, I, oh shit, I, I I don't I know this band's name is not referencing fucking Marvel of all things, but that's kind of like the direct confrontation I have. Or you know, if we're going like a religious point of view it's more so yeah. like you know a, a gatekeeper of sort not not just a, a, a name to be a name I, I think there's some sort of deeper meaning to it oh, and i also think too i don't see very many other bands with like commas in their names like that you know so alternatively no way. okay well true <laughs> I will say maybe this whole time, bro, it's just been the band's been called Time, and they've got somebody else doing their instrumentals, and that band's called The Valuator, and it's just been a feature list this whole time. <laughs> that would be funny. That's that's the deeper lore. 
Justin, you want to finish us up with the last song on your three-song run here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, the first band for the podcast, but nothing new here. We've got Boys of Fall with their single, Empty. We've never talked about this band on here before. No, they're what the um, fuck? yeah, they're the last album dropped in 2020, and I completely missed them, which is sad because that would have made uh, my top ten list that that year. Yeah, I listened to it. That was a really good album. I've listened to it so much. That's why I'm surprised because I've spent so much time with it. Yeah, no, and I loved Distance, and it's still my my favorite yeah, voice of fall song. Absolutely, 100. Um, percent this one unfortunately doesn't really stack up to much it kind of just blends in with a lot of yep. that album yep okay good i'm glad i was gonna say that and i didn't want you to be like really high on it and disappoint oh, you no. so i'm glad we're on the same page yeah no it, it's it's good for what it is i agree with it, you it's pretty good it's not oh where does that's that fit not... on your scale <laughs> that's not like, an invitation for you to 7.5 <laughs> A confident 7.382. But, the um, most confident 7.382. <laughs> um, I, I mean, it, it's post-hardcore. It's it's cleans with a you know, kind of vibey instruments with heavier vocals. and it, It's kind of more of the same. But, you know, it's good. Yeah. I, I, I like what I'm hearing. I want to see more of that distance sound. So, um, because that distance was just a, such a good yeah. opener. It had a lot Incredible. of like good elements to it, and I, I want to see some, you know, different elements to more songs. But it's good to see that this band's still producing stuff. This band and Chunk No Captain Chunk have always felt like two sides of the same coin to me. In the sense that this this band is post-hardcore that leans elements into pop-punk, whereas Chunk No Captain Chunk is pop-punk that leans kind of into post-hardcore. And there are a couple songs from both where I feel like they really converge on each other. I don't know, I've always made that association in my head. No, um, I can agree with that. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna echo pretty much everything you said, Justin. On this, I mean, it's just like I, I think Boys of Fall are one of those bands that I can always count on them to give me something good. Like they're very consistent in what they do. It's just that the highs of what's great are so good that the good stuff is like, eh. Like I'm left more indifferent on it because of their songs like Distance or False Love for me that I really, really enjoy. False Love's also good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I get this, and I'm like, it's good. I like what I'm hearing. Boys of Fall are just consistently really, really good. I need some. I was expecting something maybe really, really great for this, and didn't quite hit that mark. But there's time. There's time in an album cycle, Justin. We could have the Sleeper Top Ten coming in off the back of Empty. Is this attached to an album? Oh fuck, I don't know. Probably. I hope so. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Oh, I mean, they well. they put out an album in 2016, then in 2018, then again in 2020. We're due. Right, surely we're due. That that'd be super quick, but I'd be I'd be down. Well, they've had one every two years. Yeah, exactly. 
Fuck your list. <laughs> who needs to be confident in their top ten anyway? It's overrated. <laughs> Never. You know who else we're due for an album from? Tell oh, me about him, Jay. Nothing more. Who finally announced their first album in five years, Spirits, and dropped the title track. And they're on tour with Sleep Token and not coming to me. Haha, <laughs> uh-huh, loser, loser, uh-huh. idiot, haha. Uh-huh. Fuck Canada. Fuck Canada, <laughs> Canada bro. All my homies hate Canada. Hell yeah, brother. They um, saw the, the network outage. Yeah, I mean, we can't do it. There. We can't do it. Uh, So, Nothing More are creating... They are on their way to creating the closest piece of musical art that i have heard since a certain album that released back in february that is maybe one of my favorite albums of the year Mm. Um, (laughs) i I wonder which album from february that you've talked about a lot that could be uh for an autopsy it's bad omens uh yeah i think (laughs) it is i think like that bad omens album is like a piece of art in like the way that it's structured and just the cohesiveness of it. Nothing more, the only band on track to release an album this year that I think even comes close to the level of, like, artistic touch. Two Bad Omens. And Spirits is just another addition to that album. If you take into consideration this song, plus if you take into consideration Tired of Winning, Into Like Ships in the Night, the uh, interlude transitional track, it's... I get the feeling that this album is going to be an experience like no other this year. And I feel very confident that it is making a strong push for my top 10 albums of the year at this point. Spirits is my least favorite of the three singles at this point. But it's still really solid. It has all of the quintessential nothing more attributes that I've come to love over the years. Uh, The vocals are fantastic. The instrumentation is great. Uh, I really like the uh, chorus. Um... And then you get like a slow drop for a while in the middle of the song before it builds right back up at the end and just ends off pissed as fuck. I am very excited to see where this goes. I like, I have faith that this is going to be a good album, but I really just, I I want to know what that experience is going to be like, because I really feel like this is shaping up to be something special. I am right there with you, and I didn't think I'd be saying that about a Nothing More album, but they are just with every single uh, every single single that they drop. I'm more and more sold in a band that I had been, I guess, relatively indifferent about before. Like, I mean, there were a couple when I um, first got into this genre that you showed me, Jake, that stuck around for a while. Nothing more is pissed, and I'm here for it. Yeah, like these these the guitar tone on this is so good. Everything is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm I want to go back and listen to that 2017 album prior. That 2017 album is very much like an experience, but I feel like this is going to be much more of like an ethereal experience. Yeah, I kind of just want to remind myself of like, okay, why didn't I click with the rest of that album back when I listened to it, and like what are we feeling now? You know, like I want to have that contract. It, it, it has been literal years, I think four or five years since I listened to that other album. So I, it's been just as long since I last heard the album full. So I'm due for a revisit as well. We'll hit it. We'll hit it before this drops. Definitely. But nothing more on a tear right now. Just yeah. incredible stuff. 
Justin, you have anything to add? Nah, I I listened to the the first single and then listened mm-hmm. to this a couple of times. I'm not so sold on them that I'm gonna be like frantically looking for the next single. I'm probably just gonna wait for the album to drop and kind of go in with as little expectations as possible because I I did really like um nothing their title album and the stories we tell ourselves i can't blame you for like if you don't want to listen to any of the singles they drop between now and october when this album drops because like i think this album is going to be so much of an experience that you might be better off for it than me because i'm going to be listening to all these singles whenever they drop them i i can't help myself at this point yeah i mean i mean yeah there's bands you do that unapologetically and i'm okay with that but like, Fuck, I did, have, I, like, I, I did that with Valiant Hearts. Yeah. I, I got nothing else to add. I'm ready to move on to these last few songs. Got you. I'm <laughs> ready to get out of here. Yeah, that's facts. He's getting antsy, bro. I also like that the, the playlist ends with four songs that each of us picked. Hell yeah. True. I like that. Um, Masked Wolf is back with his new song, Jenny, I'm Sorry, featuring Alex Gascarth of All Time Low. Masked Wolf of Astronaut in the Ocean fame uh, did a song called Fallout with Bring Me the Horizon, I think maybe two months ago. And is now. I thought that song was good. I really liked it. <laughs> That's the first time we disagreed tonight, Jacob. It, it took it took 31 songs. It wasn't we, even in the playlist, though. It doesn't count. Facts, facts, facts. Um, and Never he's back happened. now with uh, a rap song featuring Alex Gascarth on Cleans. This is very reminiscent to me of that era between like 2010 and 2014, where you would have these really nice cleans from somebody come in, and somebody would just really start aggressively rapping at you. Like, do you guys remember? Um, that song by B.O.B. featuring Haley Williams of Paramore. Yeah. The like, yeah. I think so. Airplanes and the night sky, like shooting stars, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> or like, or like uh, that one song, what was that? Monster by Eminem featuring Rihanna, you oh, know? I don't remember that or one. Like, well, she's but... singing really nice and then he comes in like all aggressive. Or you know what? This, this one will get you guys because this one was all over the place. That one abstract song, Lost Boy featuring Ruth B. You know what I'm talking about? No. You lost me. Oh, <laughs> shit. shit all right i'm gonna put your, it in the chat you guys can listen one. to the first like 30 seconds you'll recognize it it was all over the fucking uhc community in like 2015 oh, damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway that's our that's our yearly uhc reference check back in check back in next year um but anyway i'll have to say it. this is very reminiscent of that to me because i love the way that alex sounds here and I think it lends itself really well uh, as a contrast to Masked Wolf's delivery because it's a lot less aggressive than it was in something like Astronaut in the Ocean. Um, it's very, very mellow. Uh, you know, coming in under three minutes, I think it's really replayable. I didn't realize this dropped until I saw it in my release radar because every Thursday I go through my release radar to make sure that I didn't miss anything from the week before. And I caught this a couple days ago, and I was just like, I, I haven't put it down since. It's been on constant rotation. I love it. Um, 
Every me, listen, it's creeping closer and closer to top 10 contention. This I'm not song gonna lie. has the same flaws that the Mokita song does from earlier. Where I think if this song just built a little bit more in that last chorus, I think I would really like it. But it falls just short. I think the Alex Gaskarth feature is great here. And I don't mind the rap vocals that much. Like, not my favorite, but I think, like, Alex's feature is strong enough to, like, if it built up to something a little bit more powerful in the end, I would have this in my playlist. Yeah, we talked about this um, before the the podcast episode, but this is still the first time in a while I've seen Alex feature on a song because the last time I <laughs> heard one of his features was on an old Simple Plan album. Many years ago. Many years <laughs> Many ago years. when they were still good. You know, that's a very fair assessment of Simple Plan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, yeah, I, I, I really enjoy when artists that have gone mainstream kind of collaborate with scene artists, you know, because, I mean, you got that, you know, Astronaut in the Ocean, sure. big, massive hit. I do, actually. I really enjoy Ed Sheeran. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a big Ed Sheeran fan. I'm not going to lie, guys. I can't I'm... tell if he's being sarcastic or not. No, no, not at all. Oh. You know me. You know all the shit I listen to. I put Katy Perry in the Hive Mind Essentials playlist, bro. You think I don't like Ed that's Sheeran? Like, like... <laughs> that's like actually a decent song. Nah, Ed Sheeran got some classics. His new album was dog ass. I didn't like it at all. But the his older stuff, like the classic stuff on Divide... I, that's, Castle, that's Castle on the Hill is a banger. Yes, sir. Derek, you know who I want to see feature on a uh, a song, whether it be metalcore or rap? Ooh. Fucking Ryan Key of Yellow Card. That would be really weird. I don't know. I feel like there's bad blood between him and rap, bro. Yellow Card sued... Uh... Juice World's mother after Juice World died, because they uh, said that uh, Lucid Dreams ripped off Ocean Avenue. <laughs> no, <laughs> and it was like a three million dollar lawsuit, and they lost. Well, maybe just, not. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe no yellow card in the future. Maybe I don't some. Know. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, uh, Ryan Key's got some solo work that he's he's putting on an EP this year, so that'll be interesting. Maybe it'll be perfect. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. Oh. Oh. oh <laughs> I caught it. Justin <laughs> did the thing. He did the transition <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Garden with their, his single Perfect off uh, EP, right? Album? Album. It's not. Album. It's not well, it's, it's out now. It's not fucking Garden. It's Garden. garden. Put some exactly. respect on my man's name. <laughs> Oh, hey, hey. Cause this song is perfect. I mean, yeah, that that is the song. Is That's such Justin's... a good point, Justin. Now, Derek, where does this fit you on your what? scale? Yo, how do I mute Justin right now? <laughs> Can we, can we hit the paywall button real quick? Can we do that? But it's, it's just like for us, right? Like, if Justin wants to keep speaking, he has to Venmo us five dollars. Like, nah, bro, this is it. The, on my scale, this is a banger at ten. We've all been waiting. Well, I've been waiting for. And Derek, I'd assume. Yeah. This is the number one song of the month. 
Ooh. Ooh. Hold on. You keep going. I'm going to go look and qualify that statement. Yes. This is the number one song of the month. Well, really this is the number one song of uh, the singles. It's number two of the month. I'll we'll get to you. that. We'll I'll get to that. You. We'll get to Next that. Episode. Next episode. Next episode. Something um, about this, bro. I think what it what does it for me, the replayability, and I know you know about the replayability. I How many times have you listened to this at this point? Uh, let's look. I think it's like 135. Yeah. You're on <laughs> one. I'm only at like 40. I think it, for me what it is is that dot, 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 You know what I mean in the chorus? I think it like drives yes. it so... It's so... I, I don't even know. I don't even know how to vocalize it. Yes. It's so, and it drives the chorus forward. You want to keep listening to it. Oh, my good gravy. And it's got, it's got the, like, normal... Well, I say normal, like, Garden's not putting out better lyricism than, like, most of the other artists I listen to. But, like, there's always something in every song, man. No, I think perfect timing to release this. It's summer. And it's like, the lyricism's like, I can see the shadows dancing in the backyard, reaching for the stars. I imagine I'm camping every time. I yes, sir. Dude. Or, you know, I'm back. The, the line after that, right? Light up my reflection, chase me with your flashlight. You'll be running yes. far. That gives me like, I'm out playing for like manhunt with my friends. I'm like eight or nine years old type of thing. Like, I don't, it's just such incredible summer nostalgic vibes. Like, yes. oh my goodness. And then hold on. I'm I'm shouting out verse two real quick. Um, she woke, he smoked, they talked it out. Is that what love is all about? The things that come out of your mouth are vile when you scream and shout. It's fear of the unknown that leads to a shoe. All the rational choices revolved around you. And the silence is scary when matched with the truth. Can we come out alive or is death coming soon? Yeah, that's... It's so good. Everything Garden touches right, turns to gold at this right point. Right here, like, I'm pointing right at my heart right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, that's where it's going. Yup. Yeah. Yup. Yup. Ah, just directly to the soul. Also, I have been made aware by someone in chat and have forgotten that uh, a certain song exists that puts this song now at number three, oh, but on. it's still top three in the month. <laughs> Oh shit, I just accidentally knocked over my computer. Take it away, Jacob, I gotta fix this. I don't know what else to say. It's the it's perfect. It is. It, yeah. Yeah. It's it's perfect. Perfect, perfect by garden. A hundred and thirty-six times. I am I so to this song. Unbelievably excited for this album. It's happening at the end of July. Or at the start of August. I'm not positive. But either in, way... In, in Mistakes, he says it's in August, right? Yes. Yes. So. Oh, man. And I'm, I'm doing the impossible. I'm You're doing the impossible. I'm Bad Omens and Garden in the same night. And nobody can stop me. I wouldn't want anybody to stop you. He's yeah. too powerful. I think I... if somebody stopped you, I'd come Jacob to Canada. It's the only unhinged. reason I'd Jacob ever Jacob is fit. unhinged, and it's because he's in Canada. Yep, exactly. Dude, 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 yesterday, be... yesterday messed with my head, dude. <laughs> with all the internet outages and shit? Yeah. yeah. Half the infrastructure of our country collapsed yesterday. <laughs> it's, it was me. I was praying on Canada's downfall. I manifested the internet going down. 
Did you know the weekend concert got canceled because of it? I'd be so mad. I'd be so pissed if I had tickets to go see the weekend and that shit got canceled because somebody couldn't handle the internet. Like, <laughs> I think that'd be the only reason I ever came to Canada, Jacob. To see would be no, 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 no. To throw hands, <laughs> to throw hands with whoever would like stop you from seeing Garden and Not even to like meet night. your friend that you've no, known for years. No, I wouldn't even see him, bro. <laughs> I would just go find the person that stopped him and like beat the shit out of him, <laughs> like. I am I am openly threatening assault on the Hive Mind podcast. Oh god. For legal reasons, this is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's time to move on. Hey, I think Let's... we finished I think we finished this out. Justin, Justin, wrap us up, bro. I'm going Let's feral. Let's get to the last single. We've got enemy back with another banger. We've got their song Novocaine. An uh, enemy miss. Episode two. They, they don't miss. Episode two of this band needs to open for Memphis May Fire yesterday. Absolutely, bro. This band does not fucking miss. This is off of a album slated next year, by the way. Oh man, I was kind of hoping for a late this year release type of thing. Uh, yeah, they they've already confirmed it's pretty much going to be next year, like early next year, probably same release window that the. EP dropped. Uh, I Enemy are one of those bands that I feel like I'm hard pressed. Even if I only have like two songs of theirs that I really really enjoy, I am hard pressed to find a single like non great song on like their entire discography. Yeah. <laughs> like I this went back is... after that EP earlier this year and looked at stuff, and it's just like wow, this band is so consistently good. There are very few bands that have like their knowledge and their ability. I think another band that comes to mind is um led by lanterns. Like they are insanely talented and knowledgeable in their craft. And size especially. Yeah. Well it's like they also went on production with like um normandy and all that mm -hmm. and i i think enemies on that same boat of they are insanely talented insanely knowledgeable in just the musical craft like they know what they're doing it's just you know it's a throw at a dartboard what the next song's gonna be i, I think i think they said that all of the album is gonna be written like b minor or something some it's all written in one category of like music and i think setting a theme around that you know it's it, it, this band can not do any wrong i think the has only... this band been on octane before because this band needs to be on octane like that daily they need like radio play yeah like stat they they've got the expertise for it. Like they're as sitting I said, at... this band should be opening for Memphis May Fire. I mean, they're doing it... like metalcore infused radio rock, like just as good as Memphis May Fire on a significantly smaller scale. I say that, but they're they're running uh, eighty two thousand listeners right now, which is I think more than Noia is. Uh, yeah, it's about double Noia's. So it's like. They they've got the the numbers, and 
I think it's really just like the discography at this point because they've only had the EP that dropped earlier this year as all of their songs. So I, I'm I'm excited to see where this album goes next year. It's a shame it's not dropping this year, but th- this song uh, we didn't touch more on it. Um, it it's it's really good. I, I think the um, lyrics uh, lyrics Jesus nice one. <laughs> it's late. Um, it's like from all, all from the agony and pain. I spend my life waiting. I think I think the chorus is really good, but also just the the electronic enemy that comes throughout the song, mm, like yeah, three or four times. It's a nice little touch. Fits really well. I, I like it when bands incorporate the the name of their band in the song somewhere. We'll be mentioning that more when we talk about the albums, but I don't think I have too much to add. You did we do it, guys? We did it. Jesus Christ, how did we talk about singles only for nearly three hours? We did have our twenty-minute discussion. We did have our twenty-minute discussion to start. Even then, imagine trying to fit it fit in like two EPs and three albums, maybe even like our normal monthly load at the end of this. It'd be fucking impossible. Yeah. No. Fuck June. Fuck you! Had to do it this way. No, I no, I have to say it right now. This has been my favorite episode that we've ever done. I'd say this so is too. This it's, is it's, it's up there, if not. <laughs> we said I, some unhinged shit this episode. We're all I off also, the rails. I also want to say, while we're all here, guys, we the subscribers. Oh, let's go! Fifty subscriber mark. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Hive Mind Radio underscore Follow us on Spotify at Hive Mind Radio Recap. Yeah, do those things also on screen and um, check out Spotify, all that fun stuff. Um, I don't know when are we doing albums? when are we doing our albums episode? I don't know, but it'll be up on YouTube soon. Yes, this we'll episode the the, the edited ver- yeah the edited version of this live stream will be out within a few days, and then the uh, albums episode will probably be out within the week after that. So, uh, if you want to hear our thoughts on the amazing albums that released this last month definitely subscribe follow us wherever because there is june is not done with yet no no especially from us i think we've got a surprise slated for next week as well i'll have to reach out to that but uh yeah well is this a surprise well, to me too? Because like, it, I, am I am I lost? It's a surprise to me. Well, I don't know. What we'll we'll mention about. it afterward. It, it's okay. One those, okay. It's one of those episodes. Oh. Mm. <laughs> um. But I think that's all we got this <laughs> this month for singles. We did it, what guys. A what a we month. made it. What a I think this month. is like this month's playlist is by far one of the like strangest playlists we've ever come up with between the four of us mm. like and you look at this work. playlist there's a lot of just like obscure picks from all of us yeah but damn june delivered on the good music That's i added 102 new songs from june alone to my playlist Holy. last month i'm sitting somewhere around 60 i'm sitting around like 20 20- I, I added like over 40 on June 10th alone. So, you know, that's just how it goes sometimes. I but... do not know. <laughs> <laughs> I got 47. 
telling you. Hey, right, let's go. And the crazy thing is, as we've said, this this ain't over yet. We still got more. Yes, we do. God bless music. Also, fuck June. Fuck uh, June. June. Thank you June. for listening to I June recap June. part one. We'll be back with our albums and EPs discussion soon. Thank you for listening. Uh, have a good night. Have a good day. Have a good one. Have a good one, guys. Bye, guys. Goodbye. From Canada.